All right, and we are live. Hello, and welcome to episode 57 of the Gaming Perspective podcast. We've got a lot to talk about because, once again, there was no news on Sunday, and then Monday and Tuesday decide to be the busy, messy days they are and provide us a ton of things to talk about. So we've got the usual cast, and we've got a guest, so we'll get right into the introductions here. Joining me, as usual, from the land of Windows Central and Android Central, Mr. Samuel Reversing Decisions Tolbert. I got to stay with the times. You got to stay consistent. Got to stay with what the fan base wants. Um, on a completely unrelated note, com absolutely, I'm eager to talk about Jim Ryan and why I was right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys are doing well. How are you guys doing? It's I'm not going to say it's tense, but it's tense out there right now. It's yeah. like everyone just keeps on sucking in through their teeth and not letting any air out. It's like, breathe a little. Breathe a little. Yeah. Glad to be here with you guys. No doubt. Absolutely. And also joining me from the sunny lands of Florida and the wonderful Basement Radio Arcade podcast, the always happy Mr. Eric Jackson. Always happy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good sell, man. That's a good sell. I appreciate that. Now I'm feeling good tonight, man. Feeling good. Um, you know, won't go into the whole political thing, but you know, got some good news today. Got justice for Brother Floyd. I mean, that's not political, um, it's human life. I'm sorry, well, but I'm, you know, you know, but yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know, man. I know. I'm just like, I'm, I'm with you on that when I'll support you, you know. Yeah. That. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. It yeah. So that, yeah, a good feeling there. Cause we know that could have gone left easily. We know the country that we live in. So that's a good thing, but a lot of work to do still. Appreciate so it's a great stepping stone, but, um, but yeah, I'm happy that for that family, you know, to, to have that. And just, yeah, it's just crazy that you're sitting there with, Bated breath and heart beating and like this, we shouldn't be feeling that way when you have that kind of evidence, you know. But it's just a shame it took that much evidence a year, and even with that, they were still trying to tear down. You're still sitting there feeling like, oh, how's this gonna go? Okay. But yeah, mm -hmm. so I feel good on that. Other than, other than that, feeling good, man. Feeling good. Yeah, it is certainly a good day um, to feel good on a Tuesday. Four twenty two. I don't have. I. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought about that. What's up? Yeah, this is definitely your day. How do we uh, past that, man? Yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I stopped smoking about three hours ago. Okay. Um, all right. All right. All right. But 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 I started at 10 a.m. So. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, we still have to do the introduction. Joining us for the first time in a long time, the Lord of Destiny. Lord of Podcasts Unlocked, and the appearance of many a Sundays of keeping me from falling asleep on the couch hungover, Mr. Lord Cognito. How's it going, my friend? What's going on? The Lords of Perspective, my bros. It's been a minute. Good to see Sam Tolbert's face, Eric Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Of course you, man. This is good to be back. And we got to do it, man. When you do it up, man, I said, look, I got to make the time. I got to make the time. And they calling me, um, what they calling me, EJ? They saying I'm um, like Rockefeller, like I'm doing a podcast yeah, tour. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I said, nah, like we got to take tour. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 you're taking me yeah, to yeah. Q-Tip, Muhammad, my man, all that. Like, look, man, it, it, look, I always... We respect you guys, you know, and I really feel that you guys have very unique uh, perspective. <laughs> That's the name. But um, yeah, man, it's always fun. It's always fun. It's always to, to pick you guys' brains and see what you guys think about it. A lot of times, you actually look at things at, at, at a different perspective, which I respect. So good to be back. It's got some juicy topics. Let's get it, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. Always a fun time. So as we always talk about, you know, because, you know, people play games. It's such an odd and weird concept in the social media era. But mm. of course, we'll start with Lord Cognito. What have you been playing this week, sir, on your free time? Yeah, man, we kind of discussed earlier in pre-show. Like, um, it's so weird. Like, I'm going back to my dude bro, you know, days of just playing sports games. You know, I'm doing NBA, NBA 2K, next gen version, having a fun with a lot of fun with that. Um, MLB the show, obviously, that just dropped. It's absolutely phenomenal. Really love all the different options they give you for pitching, hit, hitting, fielding, etc. Very user-friendly, gets you right into it. Graphical interface is nice. Um, a little bit of Madden here and there. And then um, with me, obviously, prior, I had uh, finished uh, Murder at uh, on Aerodonos DLC from the Outer Worlds. We have City and all, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I just, right now, the backlog is forcing me back to Yakuza Like a Dragon. I got to get it done. You played it. Now I understand what in the hell was that weird image of the brother with the, the brolic brother with the two? I was like, what is that? Remember you put that on Lords of Gamer down there is an image with your review. I was like, what the hell is that? Now I know what Pound makes is. That is the funniest <laughs> joint ever. Like, oh, you have summons from the wildest people and the weirdest thing. This game is the most hilarious, fun thing. I'm getting a job. I'm unemployed. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Shout out to them, man. Yo, Yakuza Like a Dragon is, is hilarious, bro. I'm in love with that game. And now I see why you love it so much, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the ability to cover serious topics, but uh, on a hilarious angle is just such a unique Yakuza thing. No other game can do it like that. Facts. Facts. But as you know, I will ask the uh, professional games writer, um, sir, what have you not been playing this week? Sam? <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Um, actually, I've been continuing to go through Oddworld Soulstorm. And uh, my first cool. Oddworld game, I mentioned that. Uh, Eric, I talked with you a little bit about it after the show last mm -hmm. time. It's, it's interesting, man. It's really interesting. It's for better and for worse, it's old school. Like, definitely. It's, it, it looks gorgeous. It looks really good. Unity showcase, masterful like it, gorgeous environments and all that, but it's a very old school mentality, which is cool because there's some unique thinking. Like a lot of modern games lose that systemic approach that immersive Sims kind of keep where you can have your different tools and the way they interact with the environment. You can just burn this whole place down. Like it's really, mm -hmm. really cool. The downside is it's brutal. It gives no quarter. It does not care about your feelings or your opinion or the fact that the checkpoint system can screw you over. It's just, you got to roll with it. I've gripped my teeth and, backtracked so many times but i mean there's something there because i'm sticking with it I, i'm definitely sticking with it the thing the thing that gets me though is actually not the difficulty i can handle the difficulty but it's the way these dudes talk it is the stupidest thing where they're just like abe you gotta catch a train what do you mean i gotta catch a train i mean you gotta catch a train i'm like what is this odd world seinfeld stop it come on yeah, I heard uh, it is to like a holdover from like the OGPS one days. It's like that mm -hmm. Madokan voice. It's like, where, yeah, like that whole. This dude gets like shot and bleeding out. And Abe is like, I don't know what I can do for you. And I'm just, I'm cracking up. I'm like, Poor this Abe. is not supposed to be funny. This is, this should be serious. But this dude is dying and I'm laughing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's good. Like, I mean, it's on PlayStation Plus. If you haven't grabbed it there yet, I would still encourage you to grab Or the PS5 version is anyways. I don't mm -hmm. think the PS4 version is. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, go grab that and have fun. And I don't want to talk about this too much because I know it's a later topic, the showcase. But I did try the Resident Evil Village demo. Good stuff. 
Good, good stuff. We both we both caved because we, we talked we about did. that over DM. We're like, I feel like I want to play it, but then at the same time, I think I want to go in fresh. And that lasted all of an hour. We're both mm-hmm. in there <laughs> like yep. playing it. So not yeah. even an hour for me. I think it was 45 minutes for me. I saw you 15 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> right. well, um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep my thoughts on that limited because I know we're gonna talk about Resident Evil in depth. And, and Nick, you don't get to laugh at us. You still haven't finished Resident Evil 7, so I don't I really don't want to hear about it, okay? Ooh. <laughs> there's, the, 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 there's no nine foot six tall lady enthusing me to finish Resident Evil 7, okay? Um, so far, all I've gotten is a creepy old lady that shoots bugs out of areas I never needed to know bugs came out of, okay? That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks so much for that. Thanks so much for that nightmare fuel. Um, <laughs> Eric, any interesting games you've been playing, my friend? Or. Yeah, I'm still, uh, like I told you guys last week, I jumped back into uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. So, um, so I'm I'm in that and it's, it's hitting all the uh, OCD. I got to go get that off the map before I move to this other area thing. It's just doing the checklist. Mm -hmm. So, um, and on top of that, it it definitely encourages you to do that because Phoenix wants to have a little bit of Dark Souls, like, like points here and there. Like some of those enemies, they'll, they'll, they'll they'll wash you. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not, get your mind. Like, oh man, man, it's like you know. Um, at one point, like I fought Achilles in the game, and I'm just like, because they have this scenario where like there's wraiths that will chase you until you go to the actual dungeon to like, you know, take them out for right. good. So it's like around the world map. It's like here they come again. It's like, all right, Achilles, and it's like even the wraith can like wash you if you're not being careful. So, mm. so the combat system is actually is it's pretty it's hack and slash, but you know, if you're not careful, yeah, they'll get you up out of there for sure. So, uh, but uh, definitely enjoying the game. You know, Greek mythology is definitely one of those things. It's definitely tongue in cheek Greek mythology. They put like funny stories along with it that are very, you know, you know, pushing the narration along, which is re- which is really good. So, uh, other than that, still enjoying that. Um, and started playing uh, It Takes Two with the little one. Oh, nice. nice. I kind of wanted to see uh how she be doing that? Ains actually recommended it when we were on Saturday. Yeah, so like she right did. after the show, I jumped on and and yeah, she's all in on that. So like, you know, like before bed, she's like, "Can we play a little?" You know, it takes two. And I'm like, "Sure." So, uh, what I like about this game, and I've heard this from other people, because I've heard guys who said they're playing it with their wives or significant others, you know, who yeah. are not gamers, and they said the uh, the camera is defeating most of them because they're not used uh, to using like a camera. Right. So I remember like hearing Jay Main say this. He's like. His wife's like, can you do it for me? He said, no, you got to learn. Try by fire. You got to learn how to use this camera and do this, right? So I'm seeing that with my daughter because I've been trying to explain her how camera works in the game. You have to turn the camera to see what you're doing. And double jumps, like with a, a dash and everything. And I'm watching her and she's starting to pick up on it. You know, she's starting to move the camera in the right perspective. She's, st- uh, she's excited that she, I did the double jump in the dash. I'm like, good job. Like, go. Things that we take for granted, you know, it's a big thing for her. But uh, that's a it's a great game, man. Joseph Ferris is like, you know, I don't know if we give him enough credit for actually like pushing the envelope on couch co-op, but also, you know, online mm-hmm. co-op yeah. uh, stuff that's really intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this one definitely takes what you know they were doing in uh, a way out and pushes it even further. So I highly recommend it. I'm, we're, it. we're enjoying it. That's interesting to hear you say that, because I remember we played a way out together mm-hmm. back in uh, 2017. And that was. That had some twists. That had yeah. some twists and turns, and it like was really it good, really turned the gameplay on its head. So I'm curious about uh, it yeah. takes two. Yeah, this one has so many mechanics, so many more mechanics than a way out. 
Um, and it really encourages more like, yeah, it's teamwork. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she's funny, man. Cause she, like I said, she gets after me. <laughs> you supposed you, why didn't you shoot that? I'm like, all right, I got it. <laughs> you know, the competitive juice. Wasn't on me, daddy. Like, all right, you're right. You're let's right. Go. Yeah. So I love it, man. I love it. She's one of us now, man. She's one of uh, us. That's good. That's good. That camera, yeah. the controls thing. Let's think once it clicks, it takes time, but it's a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been the, my adventure for the week. Absolutely. No mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, when she uh, figures out the double jump in the camera, she can uh, come show me how to do that because platformers <laughs> are a challenge for me. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, uh, I'll, I'll have to, uh, I'll probably end up buying It Takes Two and uh, taking a gun and holding it to Sam's head and being like, Sam, we're playing this on Sunday. Um <laughs> All right, that's fine. I, I, mm-hmm. I can live with that. I can live with that. Uh, cause, because me and my wife co-oping video games usually ends in domestic violence. And, <laughs> usually in, it's, and I'm not saying in the direction of her. It usually ends up in, Nicholas, why are you so stupid? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she always gives me a good laugh with co-op games. I tease her about how she plays Bioshock. And it's always interesting to watch people that don't play a lot of games, how they play games and how they approach mm-hmm. it. Because I play Bioshock like an FPS game where I'm like Call of Duty, like dashing around shooting things. And my wife's very much orientated on the powers and the plasmids Mm -hmm. to get her through. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's interesting to watch how different people play games. Um, As far as what I've been playing, um, I managed to, in some downtime, uh, make some progress on Days Gone. Because I know that was a hot topic issue people have been talking about. I never got to finish the game. Are you supporting the dev? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, well, you see, I'm sorry. I, got, I had to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I bought the game on day one, and oh. and uh, we're we, we're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about it. I could resist. Uh, but, I could resist. Uh, but what did you I see? Will... Said to Ivan, did you see Ivan's tweet making the rounds? Fire! Yo, I, I was like, <laughs> okay. All Nailed right. it. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, messy, messy, yeah. messy. Messy yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. Messy and beautiful. But yeah, I've been playing Days Gone, and I will say, as someone who reviewed it on a PS4 Slim at launch, um, that game really comes into its own on PS5 and oh, smooths yes. out a lot of the, the technical issues I had with it. Um, the pacing issues are still there. It doesn't just, you know, bad story writing just doesn't disappear all of a sudden, but the late part of the game is phenomenal in comparison to the first part. So I'm excited to uh, uh, see it to the end uh, this time around, uh, hope, barring any more save corruptions. And on top of that, um, I decided to start doing crack again, and I bought, uh, well, I didn't buy, I installed NBA 2K, and I started on the My Career bullshit. And, oh, dude, uh, my career too. Where you at? Where you at? <laughs> well, did you get to the league yet? Did you get to league? Or you just started? No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, not I, I'm just starting right now, so... I'm not uh, gonna lie, I think, I, it, it it not to cut you, but bro, it got a good narrative. When you get going a couple games in, it's got a decent narrative. I'm like, yo, 2K done stepped up, man. I've been away too long. Sorry, but I had to get that on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it, it's got more RPG elements than Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's kind of amazing, really. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, Sam, babe, don't man, you like put that. that in there. He's done been yet. I got him over yeah. and over and over, and he just keeps on coming up. It's like playing whack a mole. Yeah, eight boy slander every day of the week. Um, but yeah, no, uh, basically 2K, days gone, and uh, 
I ironically decided to buy a full-priced game uh, in early access today. Ooh. I bought Baldur's Gate 3 on my PC because I have a PC that can run it now. Took you so, long enough. Yeah, I know. I'd wait. I, I was kind of hoping for a sale, but eh, got to support the devs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I bought that at uh, full price. I installed uh, Iron Harvest again uh, and have been playing that through the week. Oh, uh, nice. Much better than when I played it on my laptop. Yes, we get, much. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need you your skills to improve <laughs> <laughs> based on the uh, the thrashing we received from the devs. <laughs> I, I I tuned in for that battle. Um, I hesitate calling it a battle. <laughs> <laughs> the master of such and I, such. I mean, if, I didn't realize y'all were trying to, you know, recreate the fall of the Maginot line. But hey, like, it was a cool his, historical <sighs> diorama and all that. Gosh, we learned the okay, Latin defeat. Um, <laughs> I, I like to think I had dignity while Toby dragged my ass all across the map. But, um, you know, different wars from different perspectives. History is written by the victors. Unfortunately, I wasn't the victor, so I didn't get to write the history book. Um, but speaking of things that I will get to write the history book about, we've got some Resident Evil news uh, because we had a Resident Evil showcase um, where we got even more details about Resident Evil 8, which is a game that I honestly feel has hit the Insomniac Spider-Man levels of I don't need to see any more. Just put this game in my install drive and let me play it at this point. But if you guys played the demo, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on the demo because I couldn't fit it into my time schedule with the weird demo parameters they had going on. We get we defer to Sam and EJ here, right? You two are the guys that, that played. Eric, right? you, you want to take it away first, Eric? Or? No, you go for it, man. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be very quick. Uh, everyone knows I love Resident Evil 7. I thought Resident Evil 7 was a godsend return to form. It, it, I mean, it literally saved the franchise. There's just no debating that. That's not up for question. Uh, this builds on that. And But what's good is you see the DNA, and I emphasize the DNA, of Resident Evil 4. You see that bit of Resident Evil 4 in there, but and the, you know that classic Resident Evil, not Metroidvania, but like, oh, there's all this stuff. I can't access it. I'm going to have to find this tool to unlock this, and then I'll get this tool to unlock this. Like, you can see how the village is going to unfold before you, and it's just, it's glorious. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, I also really like the lichens as enemies because one of the few weak spots of Resident Evil 7, in my opinion, was the molded. It was like when you, they were creepy, but like when you fought one, you kind of fought them all. And it was just like the molded throughout the entire game. The bakers were the star of Resident Evil 7, no right. question. But like the lichens, Man, they're not all the same. Some of them are like hiding in the tall grass and they you they won't follow you outside the grass. You have to go in and like it's really tense with that 3D audio and you're trying to figure out okay, where is he? Where is he? I'm trying to land a headshot. They're dodging at the last moment. Some of them are using axes and tools. Some of them still wear clothing. Some of them are going on all fours. Mm -hmm. It's really really good. Uh I really like that. I don't want to give spoilers per se i mean I, I hesitate to call it spoiler but like in case anyone didn't play the demo and doesn't want to know what was in it i won't give specifics but there's also a surprisingly heavy amount of story stuff uh would you agree with that eric like there was yeah a even for yeah for 30 minutes yeah, yeah yeah where it's like they're giving ethan time to talk about everything happening to this poor dude this dude can't catch a break like leon uh, claire rebecca they they got nothing to talk about. Le uh, <laughs> you know, this yeah, I don't know who Ethan pissed off in like the universe, man. But it's just like it ain't good. <laughs> right. It ain't good. Um, right. But no, like it's there, there's a surprisingly heavy amount of time devoted to his feelings and devoted to how he's interacting with these people and like 
you get the sense that this really is a community. Like when they're when they're gathered around the table and you're talking to these people, you get the sense that they don't know what's going on. Uh, so if that 30 minute slice is an indication of what the rest of the game is, yeah. I don't want to see any more. I'm in. Please just mm -hmm. give it to me already. For the love of God, do not let this thing get delayed. Please. No. I, I need it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to pull that back from the universe. We're not talking about delays on this podcast anymore. You know, because uh, anyone who missed it, we got Deathloop. That yeah. was our fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was there our fault. So, but um, no, I'll co-sign. Uh, what Sam is saying. One of the things that interest, interested me the most when they talked about doing Resident Evil Village um, and I know this was like a point of contention for some people, but I was all in is when they said werewolves. Mm -hmm. But that's not Resident Evil. I'm like, good. Yeah, because it's time. It's time to mm -hmm. move beyond what we know from Resident Evil. And I want to see what their version of a werewolf will be. And the fact that they're, just, they're using the term lichen and it's not really so much werewolf is is great because they are still very much human, like human form. And I'm sure that'll probably evolve, but just in the demo alone, like Sam said, that the fact that they have character trait is really cool. Like, you know, um, some of them, like, like Sam said, they'll stalk you. Like, they won't necessarily, like, come at you aggressively. Some are chasing you in and out of rooms. You know, they're mm. coming behind you. And it's, it's, it's really tense. And, um, and what I'm kind of picking up on, and we'll see, obviously, when we get the full game, but Resident Evil 7 had good narrative, you know, and dialogue and things like that. This one seems to definitely be leaning into that even more just in the demo alone and then from what we've seen in the clips online there, there seems to be a, a, a very much an emphasis on story point and building ethan as a character so i'm really looking forward to getting the rest of it and i'm almost at a point now where i'm like nick where it's like okay i did this demo i don't even know if i want to do the rest of them mm. you know that's kind of where i'm where i'm at right now we're so close so yeah yeah. I know, but I know I'll. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not, not going to pretend otherwise. Notice I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I square with it. I just said, yeah, 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 no, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to be caught frauding. There you go, man. Look, man, I'm so, glad you guys gave um, perspective on it because, um, yeah, I had my eye on it. I was trying to, you know, stay strong. You guys are making it very difficult. <laughs> um, I was weak with the Maiden demo, and I really enjoyed mm. that. I love the atmosphere of that beautiful on ps5 gorgeous. that thing is gorgeous just when you when i finally got out and then you classic resident evil you get into that you know the foyer and the, the balconies and the tapestries and it's just vintage res and i'm like yeah this, this is yeah. it so i can't wait man the thing looks phenomenal i know we'll get into the showcase nick and stuff like that but everything you guys are describing you know has me hype i'm trying to stay strong but i might download this thing yeah yeah you guys got me right now i'm, I'm tempted i'm tempted but it's uh, that sounds phenomenal what you guys say mm -hmm. you're talking about yeah and it's like sam said the dna is there like he mentioned re4 but even the dna from re1 like you said when they first showed the castle i was like yo that looks like re1 Bro, so like, yeah, I was like, oh my god! And then, mm -hmm. like you said, in the maiden demo, you're running around. It's like, yo, this feels like we're going back. Yes. We're getting like that. What that cat? What that that mansion could look like? You know, they're calling the castle, but it, what would that look like in an RE1 remake? Ooh. Like built like RE2 and this mm -hmm. and that. I'm like, is yeah. that? Are they teasing something here? You know? Mm -hmm. about anyway, I digress. Yeah, but, uh, wow, that's yeah. Nick says, yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? I think there's that if you look at Resident Evil as a franchise, it would be a beautiful case study in how to evolve your franchise as a whole while keeping the core DNA there. Because like we've seen it in first person, we've seen it in third person, we've seen them do all sorts of different aspects. Like we've seen hardcore survival horror with the early games to mm -hmm. a more like, you know, shooter style with five and six to you know seven and eight i don't it's just really brilliant the versatility that they have with this franchise and how they're able to change it up but it still feels like resident evil and i just i want to give them kudos to that because it's really hard for ips to evolve in such yeah. a natural way like never with the resident right. evils it ever felt like uh, I don't know. This doesn't feel like Resident Evil anymore. It just always feels like the natural next step. So well, it felt like that with Resident Evil 6. I'll, I'll, I'll digress there. Resident Evil 6 was a step in the wrong direction. That was too action-focused. But oh yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so. Have you guys seen that clip like working his way like around the timeline? And it's um Chris Redfield and they're doing the gun battle and they're like shooting at each other. They're literally like sword dueling with guns, but oh man, reminds me like Christian Bale in equilibrium. Yeah, exactly exactly what it's from. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Okay, yeah, we 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 don't talk about Resident Evil Six. Okay, um, I, I my 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 old roommate uh, maintains that Resident Evil Six is the best Resident Evil game. And then maintain maintains three and four were bad. So I thought okay. just there's some things I just don't touch. That's one of yeah. them. Uh, okay. Speaking of Resident Evil Four, um, just in case you were worried that there wouldn't be another way you can play this game. Um, you're going to be able to play it in, new, in VR. So another collaboration comes in the form of Resident Evil 4. Much beloved title has been reimagined for VR, and it's going to be available exclusively for the Oculus Quest 2. Uh, there will be more announced in another showcase uh, at the Oculus Game Showcase, sorry, on April 21st, which is tomorrow. Um, so if you want to play Resident Evil 4 in first person, with weird VR hands, you can. Yeah. I don't have sure. an Oculus Quest 2, so I can't. But I, I actually got one now. Anyone got one? <laughs> yeah, I might give it a shot. Oh. You know, um, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, listen, I, I've heard the horror stories of, of Seven, and I, I'm supposedly not built for that, according to the seven, Resident Evil 7 VR experience. <laughs> but um, this, yeah, I mean, look, it's worth a shot. I felt... Watching the stream, I felt sad though a little bit for the fans that really wanted like the the remake treatment, and I saw like they were a little upset, like oh, you know, I don't want this. Da, da, da. And I get it, I get it. You know, look, as a, as a quest owner, I'm willing to give it a shot. It's interesting to see that level of um, exclusivity and, and that particular one, you know, kind of added to the to the quest too. So um, yeah, apparently there's going to be more to show. I guess with a specific showcase that Oculus has coming up. So it's interesting to see. I'm advancing the space. I thought I thought the move for Oculus was was very interesting to have that kind of you know promoted during that showcase. But I'll give it a try with that. I'm I'm, I'm a new VR owner now. I'm, I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted um, to pick one up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's mad cheap for a VR experience, and with the Quest Two, you don't even need a PC for that, right? It's standalone, right? 
Pretty much. I mean, you still got that cord stuff and you got to connect and, and do the thing. But like once you for me, it was just the, the space. I had to like just set aside the space for it, like especially trying to do mm-hmm. saber and all this other stuff. Like you <laughs> right. need the room. So that that was my main thing. But yeah, it, it's pretty, pretty simple. So. Absolutely. And the final little bit of Resident Evil news, uh, if you enjoy, I believe this is co-op. Yeah, co-op. So Resident Evil Mercenaries mode, which I'm not familiar with at all, will also be returning. Uh, so it's going to be filled with action, action-packed challenges. Players will fight their way through the enemies of Village in an arcade game mode. And people, will be, you'll be able to upgrade your characters and everything else. So this seems way better than whatever the multiplayer shtick is they keep trying to push in all the Resident Evil games. This seems more natural than whatever all that nonsense is. Mercenaries is OG. This is this is a classic. This mm-hmm. is this is a hallmark of the franchise. No, it, it's good to see mercenaries coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a sucker for co-op. So when I saw it, I was I, like, yeah, I give it a shot. Not so much, Nick. <laughs> it looks, no, it looks yeah. cool to me. I never mm-hmm. even knew it was a thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never even knew it was a thing. Uh, that that is my lack yeah, of knowledge um, in all things Resident Evil. Yeah, because they had mercenaries in like RE4, right? I, I believe so. they did. I believe they did. Mm-hmm. Can't run so long. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely did because it mm-hmm. would allow you to play as like Ada Wong and some of the yeah, other okay. characters. Yeah. I think Hunk was in there. Yeah, it's been a minute, but no, Mer- mercenaries is a classic. Mercenaries, if I remember correctly, was introduced with three. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm misremembering, but no, it was it was definitely there for four. Yeah, well. they were like like couch co-op at one like type things. I think at one right. point, and then mm-hmm. yeah. So no, yeah, they implemented correctly. Now that other like multiplayer thing that they're trying to do looks like straight garbage. Not <laughs> <laughs> feeling it. It looks terrible, man. I mean, it could be fun. I don't know. It just looks bad. It doesn't look very good. So. People who have played it said no. it wasn't as good as the one that was like uh, bundled in with RE3 Resistance. Like, like people who have played Reverse have said it was worse than Resistance. I played Resistance. Resistance wasn't good. Right. So, so, I was gonna say that that's, that sounds very bad then because <laughs> people are almost like, is this why we got charged full price? <laughs> you know, <for> RE3? <laughs> like, could you put this thing in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep that and drop it to forty. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear anyone speak highly of uh, resistance. So, yeah, yeah, not that resistance. Yeah, anyway. That's a wash. Say the least. But you know, the multiplayer Resident Evil might be a wash. But we do have something that isn't a wash if you own an iOS device like myself for a work phone. Uh, so invites to Xbox Cloud Gaming uh, limited beta on PC, Windows 10, and Apple phones and tablets are going to start rolling out for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. I've seen quite a few people I know kind of bragging about getting their uh, their unlocks. Uh, no one in the, my Canadian circle has yet. So once again, uh, we're probably being treated like third-class citizens by Xbox because apparently the hard border between Canada and U.S. only exists for Xbox. But that aside, is anyone excited to try it out on their uh, Apple device? I know, uh, Eric, you have an iPhone like me, so you got to play, what was it, Master Chief Collection before uh, good old Apple? No. Went, no, 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 no. You don't get to play with that. No, no, no. <laughs> you're actually being kind. You said Master Chief Collection. I got to play Reach. Oh. And only Reach. Damn. And a little more Reach. And which is not bad. 
but it's like I would like to test some other things out. But no, no, you only get reach. <laughs> so, but what was there worked. Okay. And it worked really well, and it worked seamless because when I would jump back in the Xbox, it picked right up where my save left off and everything. Nice. So nice. I, I did have a couple of uh, lag issues here and there, like with some of the gun firing and stuff like that. Yeah. But other than that, it was it was seamless and it worked it worked pretty good. So nice. You know. But yeah, just reach. <laughs> just reach. That's it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. It was it's like, all you get. It's all you get. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a I'm not a uh, Apple guy, but uh, just I was curious, um, you know how the you know, functionality was in, in reference mm-hmm. to it. So it's cool, man, just to to see them get it. Sam, did you did you um, could you had a your Android or, or Apple? I was going to ask you. Oh no, I'm an Android, definitely. Okay. Android. I've okay. been I've been on deck for a while at this gotcha. point, but gotcha. I'm glad I'm glad iOS and PC users are going to get to test it out. I'll probably try the PC version whenever I get right. an invite. I haven't gotten mm-hmm. an invite yeah, yet, but invite. Yeah, whenever yeah, I do. Yeah. Because because uh, that'll be good. It. I mean, that's a huge chunk of the market, right? Like yes. Android is big. Android was the right one, given mm-hmm. the ease to focus on first. But then mm-hmm. getting iOS and PC in there as well is it's going to be huge. good. Yeah, that, that's the part. I think for like you said, you nailed it. The, the the PC part because that to me was the advantage Stadia had. You know, just being able to, mm-hmm. to have yeah. that screen, to have that real estate, you know, and, and to push that forward. So I'm dying to see for those who did get in on the PC, how their performance is, how's that functionality. Obviously, we believe they're still using the, the series, I mean, the series, the Xbox One S server blades, but I'm just curious just on the, fu- the functionality and the latency because, um, yeah, I've been using, I've been using console streaming and xCloud for a while, man. I really enjoy it on Android. It's a a, a, a a very favorite thing of mine when I'm in the doctor's office and I just pull out the key and just rock. So, yeah, it, it's cool to see finally, you know, Apple get some love where we do, you know, browser or whatever. So I'm excited. When I saw the news, I was like, this is cool. They, they continue to advance it. They continue to do their thing. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Hopefully the next progression is the, you know, smart TVs and, and things like that with a, you know, mm-hmm. like a streaming app. Just get this thing on more devices. Push that narrative of Game Pass. This is what you want to do as many screens as possible. And yeah, I think it will be for some people. This will be a, a point of entry. I shout out the cat that he's in there. We were, I was, um, because he's PC guy, and we were playing ML. I was playing MLB the show last night, and I saw him playing it, and I was teasing him because he's like PC master race only. I'm not buying an Xbox guy, right? So <laughs> I, I'm teasing. I'm like, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Or oh, you, you picked up a Series X? So he gets in the party chat. He's like, nah, man, I'm on xCloud. My, you know, my kid's watching something, and I, I've got the thing. And I'm like, ah, that's what's up. So salute the cat that. He was like, yo, the performance was good. You know, I was playing on um, MLB The Show on it. So, again, this will be an option, not the only thing, but at least an option for some people. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's you, you mentioned Stadia, Cog, and that's mm-hmm. such a great point to bring up is like, Stadia, I could go on another rant about Stadia. I've done that before. I won't do it now. But like that was the whole thing, right? That was the focus for them. Here, it's it's an option. It's a healthy option. It's a good option. It's one they're expanding in a great way, but it's an option. The yes. console in the, cent- in the center of the living room or the PC, like that is still the focus. That is still the mm-hmm. core audience, and I believe they have that figured out at this point, uh, to yeah. say the least. What, what I'll be interested in as well, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but they are really ramping up the number of games with touch controls. Like it yes. seems like it seems like almost every week, every other week, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this game has touch controls. Oh, mm-hmm. like even Eva Pinata has touch controls. Or yes. like, I'm like, okay, all right, that's good. Because that's like the next step of the equation. If you can get it to the point where someone on, like a kid on a tablet can just use their hands, 
and they don't have to sync up a controller, that's even less friction. That makes it even more of a seamless experience. Yeah, fantastic point. I It's funny because I see that category within the Game Pass app expanding and they keep letting me know, oh, you know, by the way, this has touch controls now. And I'm like, okay, so this is, yeah, it, it, that's a good point, Sam. They, they're definitely pushing that. So yeah, to yourself, more, more accessibility, you know, it seems to be the flow. Yeah, and I'm hearing that they actually yeah. work pretty well in some mm -hmm. of the games, you know, the touch controls. So yeah, I gotta try one. I gotta try one. I haven't tried one yet. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't, it's not the, the way I think I would want to play. Yeah. But as an option, you know, yes. At least making sure it works well by here. You no, know, it works well. So yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a long time before I uh, find myself using it um, because just for the simple reason, in Canada, we have mobile cellular data limits. We don't have unlimited cell phone data out here. Like if you want a 10 gig uh, data plan, you're paying $100 plus for your phone plan. So up here, that's probably why it's not a big focus for Xbox to get rolled out into Canada quick is because our data plans are very much um, choked back, so to speak. But our, our internet's unlimited, so I'll take it where it matters. Um, you go. You go. And, you know, we're talking about, X, you know, mobile game streaming. You know, you got to talk about Game Pass. You know what's going to be coming to Game Pass this year? Psychonauts 2. So Double Fine decided to announce in a very Double Fine tweet that Psychonauts 2 is this year. And, yes, they've been mentioning it here and elsewhere for a while. But, no, they can't tell you when it's coming out because the company would arrange for a mysterious cactus accident to happen to them. Uh, but it is real. It is playable. And it is coming. Um, probably, like I said, one of the most double fine ways to say, hey, we're still working on this, but I'm excited for Psychonauts 2. I replayed the original via backwards compatibility, and it's fantastic. And uh, more people need to play that. Absolutely. You know how I feel about it. <laughs> Yeah, throw the fraud alert on me. I no, no, Eric, we, we don't know how you feel about Psychonauts. <laughs> Tell us how you feel about Psychonauts. Uh, <laughs> it's the future of gaming. <laughs> I respect that for real for real like it, I respect the fact that in a normal year it's still coming this year probably wouldn't be news but 2021 takes no prisoners so I get it honestly oh, yeah. and yeah. throwing yeah. a tweet out there saying no no it, it's still coming we promise like Deathloop man Deathloop yeah, I'm yeah. not over it <laughs> But no, but um, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready for Psychonauts too. And knowing, you know, I got thrilled when they said, you know, uh, when they made the deal with Microsoft, they actually now have the funding to go back and do the levels that they had initially. They were about to cut because they didn't have the funding to do so. So I definitely want to see what uh, a double fine without, you know, financial worry. <clears throat> oh, good lord, I'm going through puberty. Uh, financial <laughs> worry, <laughs> you know. Um, on their shoulders mm -hmm. is going to deliver. So, yeah. so I'm I mean, hyped to know that it's still coming. Easy, I'm gonna lean on you because um, I, I'm a sadly I'm a psychonauts fraud, <laughs> and I have not played this game, and I've uh -huh. heard so many things, and I've heard you champion. Like, what's the allure? What's the what's the thing? Why why do you co-sign at Yokoh? You gotta play this thing, like, because I, I really I, I'm late. I'm late to the party, man. So talk to me about it. It for like the funny thing with psychonauts. Um, some of you guys probably already know is like it was considered like a like a bomb like it flopped okay you know initially when, when it dropped on og mm -hmm. xbox and you know before it made its ports over to, to playstation but the thing with deep with double fine is they've always been able to nail like humor 
and the concept of this as a platformer and is is just really really interesting because you're essentially you know you're a camp that deals with like psych like psychosis or whatever okay okay so the reason they're called psychonauts is because the the cool concept is you go into the mind of a person and you see what their head is like mm. and no levels that's the platforming in the levels oh is okay, okay. Level psychosis gotcha. so the humor the theme all that stuff is like is just on point the platforming um even to this day still holds up you know mm. for a game that, that is that old so there's a reason why it had this huge cult following and why people got like hype gotcha. when there was like even when Rhombus of ruin was announced and people were like oh my god does that mean there's gonna be another psychonauts and they were like yep psychonauts too i mean this has been in the making for what a lot yeah better part of a full mm. generation right mm. so um so yeah, so I'm hoping that with Psychonauts 2, it definitely gets people who like maybe slept on the first one, you know, which is fine. It happens, man. You know, no, I do. I want to get. I, I'm going to download. It's on backward compatibility first, one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, um, okay. I don't know. Is it? I don't think it's. I don't. Know if, is it on Game Pass? I, I can find sure. out. I think it is. Yeah. but I can find out. Yeah, okay. I'm not for sure, but it, yeah, it is on. It's like ten bucks, I think, on BC. Okay. Even no, I'll, I'll, support. Not. I'll support so, the dev if need yeah. be. And there is a um a PS4, PS2, PS4 version that mm. was done. Okay. Uh, with like trophy support and everything. But you can play like the OG one on PC and it's just as good because I know that. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. I give yeah. it a shot. I see the cult following. I see how excited people get when the part two was announced. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I got I gotta check it out, man. See what's going on. Yeah, and it's still funny. Like you know, I played through it. Um Hasn't been recently, but I played through it uh, last gen before this gen started, and um, it's still funny, it's still a hilarious game. So no doubt, no definitely doubt. recommend. No doubt, I'll yep. check it out. Yeah, it's kind of like if you took like the comparison I'd use is it's like if Jack Black made Inside Out, like the Disney Pixar film, mm -hmm. basically. Okay, is the best way as I'd put it. it is it's. It's very much Double Fine's humor, which I absolutely love, but actually delves into things and handles things really, really well. And as Eric said, you know, I've played a lot of OG Xbox games over the past few weeks working on some stuff. And in all honesty, I haven't had a game that's aged as well as Psychonauts in terms of mm. how it controls, how it plays, and everything else. And mm. platformers I always find to be predominantly more clunky as yeah. they age so the fact it's still butter smooth and everything else yeah. it's fantastic it's absolutely still worth playing in 2021 mm -hmm. All right. yeah and the, and the style that they use for it like it's got like a almost like a watercolorish like um like style and that, that lends itself to holding up still mm -hmm. like you know so okay. yep yeah absolutely it will be in the download queue as we speak All right good 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 and it's not that long either. That's the other thing too. Like you can. And I missed that. I'm glad you said that. I actually missed that. I, I've I've had this little issue with a video game length, mm -hmm. and sometimes short and sweet is some of my most cherished experiences. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I just feel like games are now just artificially extending length for the sake of saying we have this 100 hour. <laughs> you know, right. we've got you can go everywhere, every island, and I'm just like sometimes like things overstay their welcome. So I'm glad mm -hmm. you said that. That really excites me to, to try because I like that change of pace. Short, sweet, sometimes with a lot packed in. You know? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, I'm all, I want more devs. You know, to take advantage of that. You know, and I, I know you guys just had uh, the developer from Obsidian on mm -hmm. on ILP. I haven't listened yet. I'm going to mm -hmm. check that out soon, but. 
when they talked about the outer worlds and they said it's going to be it's built to do multiple playthroughs so you can do a run in 20 to 30 hours yes you know i was like done that Bro. more than anything i was like i'm i'm in coastal same thing i asked the same thing i said that's why it spoke to me because mm -hmm. again i have the out, out open world fatigue and then the, how they explained was the, the hub worlds and just being able to do more with density and really affect more with the choices of dialogue. Right. Yeah. She, yeah. They literally said that and uh, shout out to them because I, I was wondering, that's why I love that game so much. And it, mm -hmm. it drove me to finish it. And that's what I miss, man. I really miss. I just don't feel I like I don't, not, don't knock to anyone who loves to you know live in the Valhalla's and I respect that. Right. For me, every once in a while, I just like that nice change of pace where it's just, you know, razor sharp focus, shorter, and you get that um, that yeah. kind of feel to it. Yeah, and I yeah. think people I think people are actually are looking for that because if you notice when we get game mm -hmm. announcements nowadays, the the length actually comes up in conversation. People say, "Well, how long is the game?" Oh, yeah. you know, a good solid playthrough, trying to find everything. You know, you could do it in eighteen mm -hmm. hours or so, and people like get excited by that because it means I can get in there, have a good experience, enjoy it. You're not bloating it, and I could then <clears throat> you know go to like my next experience. You know. Mm -hmm. And like you said, shout out to people who want those long experiences. That's fine. That's great. Yeah. But more often than not, especially like, you know, with life and time and everything else, it's like when I hear certain games are going to be, you know, it's going to be 200 hours. And I'm like, <laughs> it's intimidating. Like, oh, <laughs> think about that one. Okay. But what's worse is a 200 yeah. hour game when you're like, yo, you know, 80 hours of this could have been cut out because yeah. a lot of it is just fluff, you know. Bro. You know, if you have 200 hours that every hour is accounted for, like, yeah, it took that because, man, I was doing this Bro. and doing that, and it took me to this and that. Doesn't mm -hmm. happen all. I'm like, okay, that was worth all the 200. Sometimes you're like, no, that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 How do I cut 50 of these hours out? Yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's always that's one of the main reasons I, when I was younger, I definitely flocked towards Western RPGs over JRPGs because mm -hmm. JRPGs, the mechanic they seem to love is, hey. You should definitely grind on this one enemy type for twenty hours to beat the final boss. And I'm like, this isn't this isn't good game design. I'm sorry, it's not. Right. And then when all these Western developers started adopting that, I went, no, no, guys, you're copying the wrong aspects of these games. Like, don't do this specific part. But mm -hmm. ultimately, we seem to be heading back in the other meaningful direction. Like, you know, Outer Worlds is a nice, tight experience. Um, another one's Ghost of Tsushima. I didn't finish it because I had open world fatigue because of the game, but the game was linear enough that if you just wanted to play the game for its story, you could play through it and experience it. You didn't have to do a hundred hours of work to get there. And I think that's what a lot of people were saying about it that a lot of people didn't clue in. They're like, oh, well, Ghost of Tsushima is the Assassin's Creed game I want. It's not only in the style and the era that they wanted. It was also in the fact that you could sit down and beat it in 30 hours that people loved. I don't think a lot of people really clued into that as much in their own stuff because, like, I love the idea of playing Valhalla. I love Viking lore and everything else. But when I see people going like, yeah, did all the things only took me 194 hours i'm like yeah that's like <laughs> yeah and i'm like no no yeah like i literally my, my boy sinister he's like open world assassin's creed hardcore and he put in so many hours i'm you know i check in with him like hey how's it going still playing still going and i can tell i'm like wow it's that big. and he's a guy that blazes games fast mm -hmm. you know even those type of and for that to have him 
really, I'm gonna say stuck, but like invested for this extended amount of time, had me go, yeah, I don't think I'm ready for that. Right yeah, now. I don't yeah. think I need that in my life. That that yeah. is a lot, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel you, Nick. I, I'm I'm with you on that 100. percent yeah. yeah, and and if I can touch on like Sushma is going to be interesting the next mm-hmm. one because I want to see how they handle it because the one thing I applaud them on is how they handled map. My man, mm-hmm. it was like wow. So I want to see how they handle the next. Because sometimes yes. games like this come back and all of a sudden they, blah, they vomit yeah, all over the map. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. You know, it's yeah. definitely like they need to learn the right lessons mm-hmm. from how that game was constructed. Like and. Mm-hmm. Very mild spoilers, but like the next ghost game probably isn't going to be constrained to Tsushima Island. They're probably going to take it to mm-hmm. either Mongolia or the mainland of Japan. That's fine, but like, don't lose what made that game special. Right, I platinum yeah. that game and I platinumed it easily because of what y'all are saying. Yeah. Because it was, because even though it's big, like it took me a good 35, 40 hours to platinum. Yeah. Don't make any mistake, but it was dense. I wasn't trekking all the way across the map to find one little thing I missed. It was, oh, there's a little fox in. Okay, that's cool. And oh, there's a little camp that I need to raid. That's cool. And oh, I need to to go rescue this villager. It's like, Mm -hmm. it was all chained together. Yeah. It was very organic. It kind of organic. Yep. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because some games, that map opens up, you're like, oh my God. God. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Natural progression. Like you said, the wind, the animals that lure leads you into something. You guys said it perfectly. And that I was wondering, like, why am I still playing as much? Because normally I get that intimidation, that open world fatigue where it's like, oh, my God. But all that. And then the the last thing I want to shout out is the Legends quest is really what took it over the top for me. Like, you know, it was just, you know, the old samurai movies and, you know, the dual system and all that. That spoke to my soul. But I agree, Sam, like. It's that natural organic progression of the wind, the leaves, the foliage, and animals leading you to do things, encourage mm-hmm. you to kind of do shrines and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Uh, one of the few that I platinum. I was proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, man. <laughs> that's yep. That's that speaks to the game. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What we got undead? He went in the bushes. What is under that? <laughs> well, um, okay, he's gone. Yep. Long live the king. Oh, right. dang it. Right. Yeah, you would have had your host to do it. You was ready. You was ready. I was revving up. I was revving up. <laughs> Sam was right, right in there. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Nice try, Sam. You should not usurp the king. Um, <laughs> my hot takes will live on forever. Um, but speaking of things, I do have a hot take for, though. Um, so today, you know, it seemed like a kind of slow paced afternoon. And then we got a Blizzard blog post, and it kind of blew everything into a different atmosphere of what was going on. So, you know, things have been kind of interesting with Activision Blizzard over the past little while. You know, two years of Bobby Kotick, you know, being Bobby Kotick and, you know, shareholders being like, is this guy making too much money? Um, But now uh, Overwatch game director and most importantly, also, I believe, vice was he vice president of Blizzard, Sam? Vice president? VP? Yes. Yeah, yeah, VP. Nope. Yep, he was right yeah. under uh, VP. Uh, J. Allen Brack. Yeah, he, he was right under him. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, Overwatch was his baby, but he was very important for the direction of Blizzard as a whole and what he did. So. Yeah, yeah. so basically Jeff Kaplan, after, after 19 years. Oh, why am I hearing myself? Hold on. I'm feedback. Uh-oh. Here. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We getting there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're to get um, so basically, 
Jeff Kaff, Jeff Kaplan uh, has been part of Activision Blizzard for 19 years. His uh, his leaving note was a interesting one because most of the time when you know a senior developer leaves, it's usually you know happy roses and da 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 da. da I love my time there, and he basically alluded to that saying. Uh, I'm leaving Act Blizzard Entertainment after 19 amazing years. It is truly an honor of a lifetime to have the opportunity to create worlds and heroes for such a passionate, passionate audience. I want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at Blizzard who supported our games, our game teams, and our players. But I want to say a special thanks to the wonderful game developers that shared in the journey of creation with me. And his final uh, a little bit, which is probably the most interesting part of his uh and leaving announcement was never accept the world as it appears to be always dare to see it for what it could be. I hope you do the same. Mm -hmm. um, not usually one for philosophy at the end of leaving uh, a company, but I just, I'm getting this increasing energy with the shuffling that's going on at Blizzard that there's being, there's um, some diversity in ideas and not the kind of diversity that you want in your game studio. I think there's some, divisionary amongst leadership on what they should be doing, what they could be doing, because I think with Blizzard, one of the key things with that studio, it's always very clear what the fans want. You know, what fans of Diablo want seems pretty crystal clear to me. What people want with another Overwatch may not be as clear because it was a new IP and everything else, but with like World of Warcraft and everything else, it's pretty much set, you know, you know your fan bases of these IPs, and it's whether or not management uh, can align with creative talent on how to best deliver this. Now, with this being said, it sucks that Jeff's leaving, especially since everything creatively that's been coming out of Blizzard lately seems so good. Because after that, uh, the BlizzCon online, after we saw you know more Overwatch Two stuff, you know we've had some good Diablo tidbits. You know everything seems to be getting back on track. But there's been numerous people leaving Blizzard lately, so it's kind of – I'm not one to, you know, make a big deal out of, like, one person leaving a studio. It's the hard work of hundreds that makes a game. But when you lose leadership and creative talent like Jeff, it's definitely eyebrow-raising for me personally. I'm going to lean on you guys for this. Obviously, I'm just waking up to his news. I mean – you know, based on what I if the little I understand from the thing is that um, you know, he really had a, a play in Overwatch and, and that whole development. So, like you said, you know, obviously it's it's an entire team and stuff like that. But if there's a pattern of you know people leaving, that is interesting to see if there's some type of philosophy shift. I'll defer to you guys, Sam. You know, what do you guys take from this story and what's going on with it? I mean, the the biggest thing is. Okay, I understand you've been in a company a while. You probably want to stretch your legs. Like, I get that. That's fine. That happens. People want to do that for much lower periods of time than 19 years. Okay, like, it's that's fine. But the thing is, this didn't come after he finished Overwatch 2. This didn't come, or even, like, near finishing Overwatch 2. This comes when Overwatch 2 still doesn't have a release date. Right. And neither, I mean, neither does Diablo 4, but he wasn't directly involved with that. Overwatch was Kaplan's baby, to such a degree, it really can't be overstated, like the role he had in the game design, the role he had in taking inclusivity feedback about like the kinds of characters, the diverse cast that needed to be in there, the shaping of the Overwatch League and how big that is and how big how big the owl has become at this point. It's just, yeah, I mean, you can't overstate that. And then just, 
at risk of getting a little too political, mm-hmm. he was also one of the few voices that really pushed back when the whole Blitzchung thing happened right, back in 2019. Right. I don't know if anyone remembers that, yep. but he was one of the first to tweet like, hey, I was not informed of this. I'm usually informed of this kind of thing. I don't think we acted correctly here. It mm-hmm. needs to be reduced. I am glad it's been reduced. I would see it reduced further. So I don't like y'all know me. I, I try to play the very logical, cool, aloof, like mm-hmm. seeing things for what they are, not reading too much into it, but I can't help but read a little too much into mm. this. I can't help mm. but read yet more loss of Blizzard's creative voice and mm. yet more of Activision creeping in and taking control. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of sucks because Blizzard has such a rich history in the gaming yeah. sphere and seeing that go away is seeing that chipped away at I don't know. It makes me feel a certain way. No, that's big from you because I know your approach to things. And for you to say that, and, and you know, it definitely has my eyebrow raised as well just to see what's going on. Like, yeah, EJ, what, what you thinking, man? Like, what's what's going on over there, bro? Like, oh. no, I'm, I'm, excuse me. Like, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Like, um, like Sam and Nick, this is like more of like their wheelhouse of kind of knowing the inner workings of <clears throat> what's going on at Bioware. Excuse me, guys. Sorry. <clears throat> Um, but, but knowing enough to know that, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big exit. So, uh, (laughs) so yeah, I don't know if that's a scenario of like worry or that's a scenario of, does he, is he seeing something or is it just like, Hey, I need new perspective or whatever the case may be. I don't really know. I didn't, I didn't look too far into it, so I don't know, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, that's, I know enough to know that's a big, that's a, a big departure. So. And Overwatch 2 still has no release date. I mean, right. that was effectively his baby, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, that is that is interesting. That is, I don't want to go too crazy, but yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. I'm, it's curious, right. you know, to see what, what you think. Yeah. Like, what you Maybe you saw that, yeah. book about that Bobby Kotick uh, signing bonus or that that uh. <laughs> Maybe you didn't like what they did, how they handled that, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, you let go of staff and then mm-hmm. it's like yeah. well. Well, there's certainly a lot of um, theories you could operate on. Um, mm-hmm. Thing is, is from what I've seen, because I followed Overwatch a lot, because I was a huge fan of that game for quite a few years. Um, to say Overwatch was Jeff Kaplan's baby is such an understatement, because like there wasn't a patch notes, uh, a league announcement, or an event, or anything where he wasn't like on the floor talking with people, and mm. he's one of the few. Uh, in like an upper leadership role where you always hear like positive experiences from like esports players, e-casters, right. everyone always had really positive things to uh, say about Kaplan. And I have to wonder if he had a problem with all the esports layoffs that yeah. Kodak kicked through because a lot of those people will have been people he worked hand in hand with. So I could definitely see that causing a lot of dispute for him because let's face it, he's a super talented guy. And if he doesn't like something they've seen, he doesn't have to see it through. Now, the other reason that I think there's something to that is because there's just no way that Overwatch 2 doesn't launch before he leaves in a normal world. There's no way Kaplan wouldn't have seen that game out the door because that 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 is his passion like this ip's been his passion for years and it takes a lot to kill someone's passion like that right. and you know it makes me wonder what kind of stuff could be going on there and unfortunately with activision blizzard we only get yeah. financial reports and Kotick's smiling face is all we ever learn about um in terms of blizzard so 
No, you're nailing it. I, what, interesting. What, yeah, no, interesting. As, as a as a Destiny fan who loves Bungie and who were under the clutches of Activision for a while, I, I know of such a. I wouldn't say everything was oppressive, but I know of contentious relationships and sometimes division. You know, I remember Luke Smith. You know, there was the big financial thing. You know, and they, they, you know, the Activision board were kind of like, we were not happy with Forsaken, which is arguably one of the, you know, the best DLCs, you know, expansions that Destiny had. And Luke Smith at the time, while they were still under them, he was vocal and said, no, we are very proud of what we did here. So, again, I don't want to speculate too crazy and just throw Activision all the way under the bus. But they, there is history here. There is they, they, they there is a, it's not a precedent. So, I mean, I just hope it's not that because at the end of the day, if this is his baby, this is his vision. The, the hype behind Overwatch 2, you know, what it's highly anticipated, highly anticipated. So, yeah, you know, to, to see him leave it and not all the way through, you just, you know, you question it, see what's going on. And hopefully, hopefully it's not that. That's the thing. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, Activision's bleeding uh, talent in a circle. And that's why it's kind of easy appointed Activision. You know, the creator of Zombies left Treyarch there a while back. You know, uh, the lead, the, the leader and creator of Sledgehammer Games, uh, he, he bowed out a, a while ago as well. You know, it's just when all the tops of your studios start bowing out at a consistent basis, it's hard to not look at the big daddy and go, eh, what are y'all doing up there that's making all these uh, creative mm -hmm. types bow out? But unfortunately, all we'll have is rumor and speculation because, man, if there's probably a company that's got NDAs out the ass, it's definitely Activision. Um, it's yes. what you could say about them post-job. Um, I have to imagine uh, Sony's uh, rewriting some as we speak right now because of certain developers. But we're going to get to that in a few minutes here. But uh, we got to talk about Amazon. Uh, we got to talk about Amazon briefly because that's all the time that Amazon's worth. Um, so as per a report from Jason Schreier on Bloomberg, uh, I had to use my one Bloomberg article read a week that I'm allotted Woo! before I have to pay for subscription. Yeah, baby. So I wasted it on I wasted incognito old brother incognito. Well, let me just <laughs> <laughs> you got to hustle the system sometimes. Uh, <laughs> so Amazon.com Incorporated's embattled video game division has canceled an online role playing game based on fantasy series Lord of the Rings, which was announced in 2019, and another setback for the technology. Giant. Sam can't stop smiling and it gives me life. Um, the game had been in development at Amazon Game Studios alongside China-based Leo Technology Holdings licensing, which was purchased by conglomerate uh, Big Daddy Evil, I mean, <clears throat> sorry, Tencent Holdings in December. The resulting contract negotiations led to a dispute between Amazon and Tencent that eventually caused the game's cancel cancellation said people familiar with the matter who asked to not be identified because they weren't authorized to speak publicly about that issue. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know why anything's surprising now. I don't know why anyone thinks Google or Amazon can do anything right in video games. I was one of these people in 2018 that was like, man, when Amazon and Google get in here, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a dogfight out here. And now it's 2021, and I'm like, can anyone that's handling Amazon's game division tie their shoes? Because that's that's the only thing I've got left well, at this point. Because it's just, I 
I get, I don't understand how anything could be this incompetently run by a company that's worth this many billions of dollars. Um, I'm not disappointed that this game's canceled. There's already a great Lord of the Rings MMO, so this is already redundant from the get-go. But was uh, was anyone surprised to see Amazon cancel another project? You're gonna make me get Hogue, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I have to threaten him. I have to threaten him every now and again. I have to be like, hey, yo, I will get him. I will get him and I'll have him point to a dictionary and read the word libel. L I B. I got to keep him on his toes. Um, okay, so I don't like doing this. I really don't like doing this, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. This isn't their fault. They got screwed over by Tencent. Tencent yeah. saw an opportunity to screw them, and they did because Tencent purchased Leiu, who are the ones who uh, own like Athlon Games. I think it was is the division that was uh, handling the Lord of the Rings MMO. Also, the uh, company that uh, Digital Extremes that does Warframe and mm -hmm. Splash Damage. Yes, uh, damage. Yeah. Pour one out for that. I love Gears Tactics. Me I know too. you. I know you do. Hey, you know me. You built. We bonded mm -hmm. off that. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So to be fair on Amazon, quotation marks, this one isn't really their fault, but it doesn't look good because it's still yet another backfire. It's yet uh, this was arguably their biggest, like highest profile project they had left at this point. And so it's like, okay, Google's bowed out. You have Microsoft going absolute ham nuts like we've never seen before in terms of acquiring stuff and doubling down. You have Nintendo and PlayStation that are established and aren't going anywhere. What are you doing, Amazon? Like, I, I don't know. That's just kind of my thing is, yeah. are you going to invest more than Google did? I don't think so. But, hey, maybe they'll prove me wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, – I'm glad you, you broke that down, Sam. You know, the way the situation looks, coming into the gen, I remember the famous statement. It was like, you know, what was it for Microsoft? You know, we're looking at Google and Amazon as our – you know, competitors and stuff like that. And I know that, you know, it was jokes and stuff like that. And I get it. I think it was justified in the beginning from a, you know, from a capital standpoint, from a infrastructure standpoint, from cloud, right? Like they have the resources, both of them. But as we are starting to see when it comes to game development, this is a whole different bag. And some people are not built for this. You have to commit. And, you know, with, with Stadia, we saw the whole thing with the first party studios and, you know, that kind of start to evaporate. And now with Amazon, you know, this is this is not looking great. You know, I mean, just just no sugarcoating. It. At the end of the day, you know, we know Luna's supposedly still coming. But again, you got to have content. You got to have content. You got to have games, you know, and at the end of the day, this is a big feather from the cap. This was their, one of their biggest feathers, you know, taken away from them. So, like you said, that, you know, Game Pass is this behemoth, this, you know, this they're in this acquisition phase that, you know, they want they're giving you content, you know, studios to provide content to feed this beast of Game Pass, which is the play. So, you know, right now, I hate to say it, but it's like it's like a lot of big money from the two competitors, which is Amazon and Google, but they kind of look like paper tigers right now until we see anything. Like we I just I don't see where this influx of software that I'm supposed to take them serious as an option, you know. And it, when, it, when I heard this one, I'm like, oh man, you know, regardless to obviously, you know, in fairness to what you said, Sam, you know, you know, with, with uh Tencent and, and Leo and all that stuff. But yeah, not 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 a good look. Not a good look. Mm. Mm -hmm. Eric, you got uh, anything you want to say? Yeah, I think um with Google and Amazon, they're both learning that it doesn't matter how much dough you have, you 
there's a science to this thing. There's work that has to be put into this thing and you can throw all the money you want at it. But unless you have the people in place and the patients in place, it's not going to work for you. You can't jump into the ring. You know, it doesn't matter how much like I'll say this. You could you could have all the money in the world, have the best trainers in the world, you know, learn all the boxing techniques, have somebody teach you all the boxing technique, get in the ring and still get whomped by a guy who's been fighting, you know, for 10 years. He just know he has more experience. He's he's had the patience. He knows the ring. He knows this and that. Yeah, you had all the best trainers, the best diet, the best everything, but you don't you you haven't put the hours in to getting there. And they thought that they could come in and just automatically make noise. It's like, you know, like it's like the rich kid, you know, you're you're in school grinding, you're working, you're working, you know, you're working two jobs to stay in school, you're hungry, you're doing your thing, you've been putting in the work, and and the rich kid whose parents can just keep writing checks, like, but they're realizing he's still getting Fs. Eventually, you have to answer for that. It's like the work's not being put in. It's the same thing. It's like it doesn't matter how much dough you have. The work still has to be there. Absolutely. And yeah. that's what they're learning. Yeah. Well said, brother. Well yep. said. I mean, I'll go, I mean, I'll go off on this. The fact is, this is the one market where Amazon's business strategy doesn't work. And if you know what Amazon's business strategy is, they get sellers to come on their storefront if it's a big one, they can't deal with them. But if it's a small one, they figure out what they're doing. They figure out how to make it cheaper. And then they take them out and push them out of the market. Right. That's what Amazon does. And they're learning very roughly, like you two said, this is the one industry where that doesn't work. Yeah. It's where art meets science meets money, meets mm -hmm. creativity. Yep. All of those come together. And if you don't have all of those in sync and you don't give it patience, right. I can get anything. Yeah. And, and that's like where, you know, like Microsoft is, is it's opportunity met preparation. Right now, we know that there was a window where they they did their damnedest to try to like destroy like their gaming division. Right. So now you have a situation where you have somebody who has been in the trenches for a long time, who understands how things work, who met with the pockets to make it happen. But knows how to. You know, so you, what you now have is you have the boxer who's been fighting mm -hmm. for, you know, in the ring for 10 years, who knows the ring. But now he has the backing of the guy who's backing the other guy that has all the dope. <laughs> you yep. know, Absolutely. now he has the best trainers. Now he has the best diet and he has the experience to go out and whoop somebody's ass. Preach it. Look, Preach it. look, 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 I'll use, I'll use uh, MMA comparison for this. This Let's is go. this is Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, no, number one. one. Good one. This is what this is. Yes. Conor McGregor had the best trainers. He had the biggest running mouth and everything else. But Diaz had the pure "fuck you, I don't care. I'm gonna make this work the way I want to make this work." Excellent. And that time and time again will prove true. And how Google and Amazon marketed themselves into the video games market was disrespectful in itself because you look at how PlayStation and Xbox had to break into the video games market. They're like, hey, guys, this is this really cool thing we're working on. Please pay attention to this. And this is, these are the different things that we're doing. Google comes in. They reveal Stadia, and they're like, oh, look how many teraflops it has compared to your Xbox and PlayStation. I'm we're, like, we're replacing the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, right. So right. yeah, aggressive and yeah, like, kind of borderline disrespectful. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just you 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 can't just come into the ring 
And it was kind of like an interesting moment because like, you know, in gaming space, everyone's always like, oh yeah, we want to celebrate creatives and everything else. But when Google and Amazon came into the space, I kind of saw everyone go, yeah, okay. And like, you know, you know, Jay Raymond was, you know, a big part of Google Stadia and now she's got a PlayStation exclusive IP under mm-hmm. a new studio of her own that speaks volumes to what Google's doing with their management. And I think it's the same, same story, uh, different uh, problems with Amazon, and yeah. those are going to continue. Yeah, Nick, I swore you were going to mention Jake Paul. I thought he was going to be your. Uh, <laughs> I thought he no, was going to be your reference. No. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Shag's <laughs> Ben Askren for taking the easiest five hundred thousand dollars any man oh, yeah, has ever made in his life. I, you know what? I would, I would take five hundred thousand dollars to show up in that physique and get punched in the face <laughs> by Jake Paul. You know, feel <laughs> y'all feeling that dad bod look? <laughs> oh man! I saw somebody out. tweet. I saw. No, I saw someone tweet. Um, you know, he looks very happy for the guy that just got knocked out. He's like, yeah, oh. he's got five hundred thousand dollars. Bro, he was teasing <laughs> on his way out. After, yeah. Oh my god, he, yeah. that was a caper. How long did that fight go? How long did that fight go? One round, not even. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a minute. Maybe. In what uh, world yeah. did you get five hundred thousand dollars for a, like five <laughs> minutes of work? It took more time to walk to the ring and walk yeah. out. Yeah, you got five hundred thousand dollars. Oh. I'd be smiling too. Yeah, well, and you got you know, that about Jake Paul. Nobody yeah, cares. Yeah. Well, you know? let, let's face it, too. Like, in, in the end all and be all, you know, this is – he also lasted longer against Jake Paul. They did massive all. So, you know, that's yeah, a win yeah, for that's him. True. That, that is massive true. That is true. Like oh, that flat, DK so. with the quickness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his knockout but, wasn't like Nate Robinson's. Yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> they got me. Oh, I was bad. I was we, bad. We, we, we don't bring up murders on this podcast. As <laughs> <laughs> a body. For sure. Uh, but yeah, the Nate, the Nate Robinson was like when someone, everybody knows that guy that everybody targets at the end of the school year. <laughs> that was Nate Robinson. It's like, he got you, man. You got <laughs> so him. You, got like, you talked you all got that mess the whole school year. Mm-hmm. And as soon as dude got off the bus, it was like, <laughs> Sorry, dog. Well, speaking of people that got sideswiped this week, um, so there's a PlayStation blog post um, from my good friend, uh, Jim Ryan, who um, all of a sudden, I guess, is realizing that old games aren't necessarily bad, or enough people flooded his emails anyway. Um, so, in a blog post, uh, long story short, uh, you will still continue to be able to purchase PS3 and PS Vita games, and I really want to important. I really want to point to this is the fact that this blog post is authored by Jim Ryan, president and CEO mm-hmm. of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, upon you know, recently we notified players that PlayStation 4 for PS3 and Vita devices was planned to end this summer. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP Commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021, as planned. Uh, Another interesting tidbit that, you know, you can go read the full blog post. It's a decent read. Um, But my final tidbit that I took a lot of joy from was, I'm glad that we can keep this piece of our history alive for gamers to enjoy while we continue to create cutting-edge new gaming game worlds for PS4, PS5, and the next generation of VR. So I'm going to just get on my soapbox and I'll let everyone else talk here for a minute. 
<laughs> All y'all that told me to sit on my hands because PlayStation won't listen to me about the Vita store and PS3. Yeah, y'all can. Uh, yeah. You can Get kiss him. my white ass. That's all Get I gotta him. say about Get that. Get him. Uh, <laughs> oh, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the, the biggest thing I got from this, then, what drives me crazy is I sat there, and after this was announced, a lot of people were like, 98% of normal people are like, awesome. People have options. And there was this 2% that were like, oh, all that fucking outrage for the two people that use the Vita store. Fuck you. I use the Vita store. I want to have this option. If it matters to me, it doesn't have to matter to you. And that's the biggest thing that I can't stand is people are like, well, who wants to play old games? I'm like, I do, asshole. I still play games from the 90s. Sit down, shut up. If someone else wants to play something or play something a certain way, let them. It has no effect on the games you're going to get later. So just calm down. But uh, Sam, uh, I know you sent me this blog post with a big old smiley face on it. And uh, you and Eric were talking a bit in the group chat about this. So, uh yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, Jim Ryan walking it back and showing some appreciation for the old games. See, I actually wanted to get Eric on this first because I know Eric had some things to say when he and I were going back and forth in our DMs. So if you want to, Eric, I would like to invite you to the stand, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, when this happened, yeah, we, like I said, we shared it. And, you know, my tweet was basically, it's a good move. You know, why not do it? it, it you know, it's like, Obviously, somebody wanted it. You may not want it, but somebody obviously wanted it, right? So I think it's a twofold thing. I think it's definitely listening to people who still wanted it to be there, but also it's a bad optic for people who are still developing for the Vita platform to pull the rug all from under them and cut them down at the knees, right? Either one is a bad optic. So the way I, I, I kind of take it in is I know it's fun, you know, him to, to like make fun of Jim Ryan and paint him as this like corporate overlord, right? But I, we've seen you know some devs who've spoken out and said, you know, from what they've met of the guy, he seems like a cool dude. He's a business minded guy, right? But it's easy to make these comparisons to Phil and, and Jim, and it's like they're two different people, right? So when I see a move like this and it's penned by Jim Ryan, again, we don't Jim is still kind of shrouded in some mystery when it comes to gamers we don't really know a lot about the dude he's just he's not a social media guy you know and either way whoever got to him whether he recognized it or someone got to him they decided to walk it back it's a good thing it means that they're listening it means that you know and again they're listening in terms of it means something to our bottom line that's what people need to get through their heads these moves don't happen because come here we love you guys we love you no love yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love your wallet. And if it makes you happy and I can get you to separate from your wallet, <laughs> I'm going to make that move. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, yeah, there you go. So, but, it, but the fact of the matter is, you know, we'll see what the long term of it is. But in the short, it's the same thing with what Microsoft did with the live thing. They tried to move. It didn't work. They walked it back. They apologized. Again, it was a bad maneuver. And that's what companies do. They're going to see what they can do or they're going to do what's better for the bottom line. Sometimes the bottom line is a good thing. Sometimes the bottom line is perceived as a negative. If they push forward and don't listen, then it's still a bad thing. But if they say, hey, hold on, it doesn't matter if only four people use this thing. They're obviously using it. It doesn't matter if four people are developing for this thing. Consumers spoke and we better be listening to them. And if this was all on Jim, and we'll find, I'm sure as the, def as the generation goes on, we'll probably hear more about the Jim Ryan 
thing. But if that was him, that's a mark of leadership. You know, leaders say, hey, I don't get it all right. You know, when Jim said, you know, why, why would people want to play old games? If you're if you're not a person who games and you're looking at something like an old Gran Turismo, you're like, that looks like crap. <laughs> a PS1 game looks like crap. But it doesn't mean that it's not important to somebody. Right. 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 And people seem to forget, like, you know, there's a human being, even on the top level like that, there's a human being on the other side of these things, you know, who make mistakes, who don't always get the thing right. But if they're, if they're willing to kind of listen and walk something back, that's what should be applauded. And it doesn't matter how they got there. They got there. Right. That's my thought on it. Fair oh, but I had one other thought, too. I want to touch on what Nick said. Um, yeah, because I saw the same people, too. Like, well, I'll, you know, PlayStation's doing exactly what I want them to do. I don't need them making these like double A games. They're making the triple A bangers. That's what I need. That's what I want. Beautiful. You'll still get that. But the person who still wants this, how does that affect you getting what you want? Mm. And maybe we need to start getting to a point to where gamers, instead of capping for the corporation, mm -hmm. saying, hey, I don't necessarily want it, but you're my fellow gamer. So I got your back. Let's get them. Let's get what you want out of this. Because mm -hmm. when it's my turn. You'll have my back and I'll get what I want out of it. And then we win. I don't understand why this has got to be this whole division of why wow, you you're a sucker ass because you want that. <laughs> you're a dumb ass because you want that. Talk, talk to him. You know talk what I'm saying? I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I really don't understand it. Uh, yeah, but that's speaking, just speaking to my soul as always. Good stuff. Oh, Good stuff. Yeah. Sam, I'll let you go because I, I I could go on. <laughs> yeah, no, this is I mean, Cog, I was about to say the same thing to you. Uh so this, oh, okay. this is kind of a problem yeah. one because it's like I could say a lot, so I'll try and restrain this. I'll, I'll try yeah. and wrap it up mm -hmm. real quick because I am curious what you have to say. Mm -hmm. But anyone who tuned in last week, and if you haven't, you can go tune in, uh shameless self-plug to our episode last week. I said, like, look. I actually don't hate Jim Ryan. Like, well, that seems to be the cool thing to do right now. Right. I don't think we know enough about him. I legitimately, mm -hmm. objectively think, because whatever you think of the PS5 at launch, whatever you think of those games at launch, whatever, even games like Horizon Forbidden West, the stuff like bringing stuff to PC, spoiler alert, games take two to three years to make at minimum. Usually it's three to four to five. That stuff was done under Sean Layden. He's the one that check marked all the stuff that we've seen we're just mm -hmm. now getting to the jim ryan era mm -hmm. let's wait and see what the jim ryan era actually looks like right. but with that in mind optics are a thing we talked about that a lot shout out to jeff grubb he had a great article about the importance of selling oh, a narrative yeah fantastic some Beautiful. some of my favorite some of my favorite games journalism writing this entire year when he talked about sean Layden didn't care about vib ribbon he mm -hmm. sold you the idea that he cared about Vib Ribbon, and that was more important. I'm like, yes, Jeff, you hit the nail on the head. That's perfect. So to me, this is important. Like, don't get me wrong. It's important that, you know, they screwed over some Vita devs, like Lily Mo Games and a few others that I, they're not coming to mind, but like they are out there who were still supporting the Vita, even after Sony's first party weren't. That's important that they rectify that. Wasn't okay. And people like Nick are still using the Vita store. Important that they can keep on doing it. So keep that in the forefront of your mind when I say what I'm about to say next. The fact that Jim Ryan acknowledged he was wrong and did this blog post is more important than the move itself. I agree. I firmly believe that. I agree. It mm -hmm. symbolizes that he is listening. It yes. symbolizes that they are willing. This is not the, the meme, right? 
arrogant Sony. Mm-hmm. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's not because if it was, they would have just shouldered and marched on. Exactly. They would have just they would have said, "Nope, nope, CD three, we don't care." Mm-hmm. Like that's not what they're doing. Right. So on the one side, they're clearly listening, and that's a very good thing. Jim Ryan is doing a good thing there. On the other side, as Nick and Eric both said, fanboys, please shut up. Because yeah. if it didn't matter, they wouldn't be doing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my thing. On fire, Sam, EJ, you're on fire. I mean, listen, I mean, it's one of those things that when the news broke, I was legitimately surprised. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, again, with situations like this, you know, and I don't want to paint Sony into just arrogant Sony. I just haven't seen it in a while from as far as a reverse of a decision. And, right. you know, like you guys made a great point. Jim Ryan, the one penning it, the significance of that. Right. You know, when you see the sentence, however, it's clear we made the wrong decision here. The admission. Right. That's big. And the thing is, what EJ touched on is like as gamers, we have to think outside of our own personal box. It's bigger than just what I like, and you know what I'm saying, and not caring about what someone else is like. And, and the thing I hate is again what we talk about the cabin and the corporation cabin. At the end of the day, you know when wrong is wrong. The same thing when we saw the out, you know, the outback break for the whole um, the backlash for the whole Xbox Live Gold increase mm-hmm. and stuff it was good to see people say hey no i'm not i'm not a fan of this i am not with it and people kind of rise up and speak their voice obviously respectfully and not attacking specific entities but at the end of the day to me this is a good sign right this is a sign that okay we're gonna pivot here we clearly didn't read our audience correctly and like i said we had colin moriarty on we had lily mo you know the fact that prior they didn't even get sufficient notification yeah that this was even going to happen. So again, this is a good thing for people who say, well, I don't play old games or whatever, whatever. You have to think big picture outside of just you. This is good when gamers come together and have a unified voice towards something. And, you know, it, it was cool to see. And, and to me, like Sam, you said it best. The jury's still out on him, right? We don't know enough about Jim Ryan just yet. This is the beginning of his era, right? But I have to say, like, this to me is a positive thing. Like, reading the room you got to read the room sometimes not everything mm-hmm. and make no mistake like AJ said this is money right this is money but at the end of the day you got to read the room and say okay you know what let's go back here how much is it really going to cost us to upkeep the playstation 3 and the vita you know stores and stuff like that and sometimes that sacrifice for goodwill and, and, and to your base goes a, a long way so i was i was happy i was it was a pleasant surprise it was good to see and you know, look, I'm a fan of, of game preservation. I'm always going to be. And um, to me, for those players, that that was cool. You know, to, to see them to still live on on some form of a digital storefront and um, not have to go crazy on eBay and see other crazy market. <laughs> it was already it was already starting too, man. It was, it was, it was already starting. I was like, it oh, started. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that's just, yeah. that's a good thing. I mean, I do. I just want to say one one very quick addendum, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, Nick, like one very, very quick addendum. Mm -hmm. I do want to be clear. They haven't solved the long term problem. Like, make no mistake. I applaud them. This is good. They still need to figure this out in the long term, because if you don't have a Vita or a PS3, you're still screwed. Right. Mm -hmm. You still I still can't go and buy the resistance games on my PS5. I still can't go and say, hey, I want Uncharted Golden Abyss. Can I play that on my PS5? Well, no, you can't. It's on the Vita and it's always going to be on the Vita. They still got to get that figured out. But Mm -hmm. this is a good 
positive okay. step. Celebrate it as such. Sorry. Now I'll show. What are you? Do what are you doing if you don't have a Vita, sir? <laughs> what are you doing if you don't have a Vita, sir? Living in reality. Sir, 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 sir. Sir, Vita means life, and it will continue Ooh. to mean life until until uh, the PS6 when they try to close it down again. And me at 30 years old uh, will still be screaming on podcasts about how great the Vita is. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 it's 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 certainly not a long term solution. They need to figure it out. But what gives me hope is they reverse the decision. So it makes me hope that maybe they're thinking about hey. Maybe we need to find a long-term solution for this. And I think the more pressure that's put on them for that, mm -hmm. the better. It's the same yeah. thing. You know, I want more original Xbox games backwards compatible. I'm always right. very vocal about that. There's a ton of those games that need to come uh, mm -hmm. forward. I trust in Xbox to listen to me on that because they've listened to us before. And I just mm -hmm. think it's... It's awesome when companies hear what you're saying and then walk back decisions and and, right. and verbally will admit, yeah, you know, we could have done that better. Right. And to get that from someone like, say, Jim Ryan or anything, I'll take mm -hmm. that. I'll take That'd that be... every. I'll take that to the bank. Last point I forgot to say, and another thing is, I'm I'm getting a little tired of a certain group that'll be like, well, because they make bangers. Everything is absolved, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And because that, you know, I we shouldn't have to complain, and all I care about is blockbusters. Like, I am tired of that group because at the end of the day, again, like EJ said, we gotta think about all the gamers. There's a there's a ton of people that come into your ecosystem and fall in love with it, with it for a specific reason. And sometimes right. it is those smaller games. Sometimes it is, you know, back and back. It, it's all these different things that make up the entire pie of why someone falls in love with an ecosystem. So we, again, we have to stop with the selfishness because a certain group only likes to triple A ridiculous, you know, big blockbuster movie style game and, and everyone else doesn't matter. And I don't care. And we shouldn't be cabinet old games anyway. Like that has to stop. That, so yeah. that's why I was really happy about this movie. Yeah, you know, you know it's, it's funny. Eric, oh, Eric, go ahead. Sorry. No, no I was going to say, it's kind of, as I think about it, it's kind of, it kind of makes sense uh, when you think about people having time on their hands because if they only want AAA bangers, those are like few and far between. It explains why people have so much time to be on Twitter talking nonsense all day long. <laughs> I, I am so glad to hear you say that, Eric. I like that. Yeah, it, it, just, it, it warms my heart. It warms you know my what? heart. I don't know about uh, you, dog. Does that does that warm your bro, heart? That, like, you're touching my soul today. He preaching. I'll say, uh, all right. I, I know no. I said I was done, but I'll say one more thing because mm -hmm. here we are, and it just is what it is. Like, no, Cog, you're one hundred percent right. Like, people should have that. Everyone should have what they want in an ecosystem. I am that blockbuster guy. I have mm -hmm. never touched uh, uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss on the Vita or like any Vita game ever, uh, except for Killzone. I played Killzone at a friend's house. Uh, that was good. That's the best Killzone game. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> or went out for Gorilla Cambridge, poor souls. But, you know, like I'm the guy who only plays God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone. Like that is why I come to the PlayStation ecosystem. But I want Nick to have his weird crap. Thank I you. want Nick to have Preach his it, weird brother. Vita stuff. I, it, I'm not happy if I'm the only one happy and more people need to have that mentality. Right. About and, and, and don't get it wrong. Like if, if you really, if you're, if your main focus in gaming is those big triple A games, there's nothing wrong with it. There's that. nothing wrong, nothing with, it, wrong yeah. with that. But conversely, right. Mm -hmm. Conversely, it's the other way around. Kyle. Like we talk mm -hmm. 
ad nauseum about how you're like you battle with the, you know the Xbox you know faithful about getting at least one right. And how many times you've seen me over the years on the timeline saying, look, this is what I'm looking for for Microsoft. Power's fine, specs, do whatever. That's what mm-hmm. does you go for it. I right. want a commitment to first party. It doesn't even have to be triple A. I just want a commitment to some single player, some good first party. Well, game save time. And da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't, why are you knocking me down instead of right. saying, hey, Microsoft, my boy over here, my wants boy, it. Thank he you. gives you money. Why are they telling this. you you shouldn't have that? You shouldn't care right. for that. Like, what? Right. <laughs> I agree. So, while, yeah, on the Sony side, they deliver those big games. But at the same time, they did Concrete Genie. Nick and I love that game. Facts. Yep. I want more games. So maybe that game that doesn't matter to you. Like, people right now, I keep seeing, I'm seeing people from the PlayStation side saying, Returnal's going to flop. Why would you even want that out in the universe? Preach. You want Returnal to be successful because guess what's going to happen? They put that in a Returnal. If Returnal flops, Maybe you don't see anything like that again. Now you lost. Now, now another one's moving off the board. Yeah. Maybe they don't have as much faith in you yeah. know Housemark to do something more creative again. Go mm-hmm. go for this. So that you should be championing them. You should be pushing. Hey, exactly. we want this game to succeed. But no, you want to, people are too caught up into these damn narratives and this yeah. console war stuff. Man, it has mm-hmm. it has it has destroyed the community the same way crack destroyed community. <laughs> the property <laughs> values are down. They going down. Damn, man. It's like, it's like, you guys, it's like everything is what aboutism. It's like mm-hmm. we never there's no debate about anything mm-hmm. anymore. It's either yeah. like I think Tony Polanco pointed this out. He goes, I mentioned PlayStation, somebody comes in and mentioned Xbox. Yes. I wasn't even talking about that. We didn't even talk about I it. I mentioned yep. Xbox, somebody comes in and mentions, but I wasn't talking. I'm talking mm-hmm. about this. Yes. Preach tribalism. Where's the debate? Tribalism and selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, it does not uh, yeah. affect me for the mm-hmm. you know even if I don't download one thing from the PS3 or PSV it doesn't affect me if they do it. it doesn't stop me from getting what I want exactly preach it brother yeah, yeah. It. Uh, for me all I need is I need Twitter to come out with a filter and mm-hmm. basically if that person's uh, profile picture is a zoomed in photo of Ellie or Nathan Drake or Master Chief or a zoomed in photo of the physical PS5 or Xbox Series X, I don't need to hear their fucking opinions because they're probably 98% of the time garbage. (laughs) You know I got that five tweet rule. I look at your timeline before I even even deal with answering with you because I'm like, okay, I already see what you're about. Yep, it's no need for me to even have a conversation with you. The mute button is self-care. Make no mistake. Mm -hmm. Don't block them. Let them shout into the ether. Let them shout into the void. There's a twofold thing now. Like if you come to my timeline with nonsense, first thing I do is I look. And you're not you're not following me, and you oh. have five followers. Later, I reply with "Who is this?" With the yeah. account, you know, bro, <laughs> you off know? with the head, off yeah, with later. the head. That's my bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not even giving you that time. Factual. Anyway, yeah. we're off the soapbox. <laughs> we got it off. We got it out. We got it off. We got it off. Oh, we all oh, got no, it. no, 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 no. Get- yeah, no, 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 don't worry. We got another soapbox to hop on. Let's get um, it. Um, so in, in so in a weird twist, uh, David Jaffe has been the main source of interviews for the past two weeks, which is the wildest timeline I never thought I would see. Um, <laughs> so basically, after uh interviewing Ross, uh, who is the former uh a former member of Sony Bend, he of course the next natural thing would be do is get John Garvin, who of course was the main writer at Sony Bend and did a lot, uh, did all the narrative writing for uh, Days Gone. So it, in a quote, I'm going to use the full quote. Some people have taken the quote out of context. I'm going to put it in context. It still doesn't make the quote any better. 
but at least there's context. So in a quote from uh, John Garvin, uh, I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest and might piss some of them off, Garvin said. If you love a game, buy it at fucking full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale. I got it through PS Plus, whatever. Don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch, Garvin added. It's like God of War got whatever number of millions of sales at launch and, you know, Days Gone didn't. Just speaking for me personally as a developer, I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are. So I was off Twitter when this whole thing went down. Uh, apparently Square Enix was getting bought and didn't get bought in the time I was off of Twitter too, which is wild to me. <laughs> you can't take a day off. Uh, but the thing that absolutely blows my mind to me is we're sitting here, we're in an ecosystem where he's saying, if you don't buy that a day, if you don't buy the game a day one full price, if you don't get a sequel, you don't get to bitch, da 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 da. He's perfectly allowed to have that opinion. I know a lot of developers would rather you buy the game at full price. No, nobody's going to deny the fact it's better if you buy the game at full price for the developer. They're going to make more money, Sony's going to make more money, etc., etc. My problem with it is how successful does a game need to be to get a sequel? So you're saying Days Gone didn't get these millions and millions of sales, but, you know, Ross was saying on the podcast previous with Jaffe that it was their best-selling game they've ever made combined against the sales of their previous game. And to get on, and to get on my soapbox even further, it blows it. my mind that people can sit there and go, Xbox Game Pass, bad. But I'm getting a State of Decay 3 sequel. Where's your Days Gone sequel? <laughs> um, I, I have to jump and, in. I'm and, sorry. I have to jump in. Yeah, go for it. I, I have to take it over. State of Decay is the perfect example. I, I, this, this has been like burning a hole in the back of my brain <laughs> for the past like couple of weeks. Ever since this whole – shout out to Jason. He really stirred the pot on this one. I can't hate. Like it's, it's great. Like enjoy those clicks, man. I, I mean that seriously. I'm not being sarcastic. Like you deserve it for this piece. But this has been burning a hole in my brain. It's like both those games sold well. Both stayed okay. You remember Cog? Because I remember. Oh, yeah, we uh, were, I remember. I remember yeah. when we were Tick Family. We had uh, nice. you guys had specifically mm-hmm. one of the guys from Undead Labs on when and the you, news broke. If I remember for us. Yeah, absolutely. NPD and State of Decay 2, just against all odds, critically taking the top spot. Mm-hmm. State of Decay 2 sold well, but poor reviews. Days Gone sold well, but poor reviews. We don't have sales numbers for Days Gone, but like. We have estimates, and I'm not bound by some of the stuff the people I know are bound by. Like it's it's well over five million. Like the game mm. sold well. Like mm. make no mistake here. So and and before anyone asks me, like Days Gone had a bigger budget and was in development longer. I know, I get that. Please yeah. miss me with that. I get it. Mm-hmm. So, but I say that to say, you can't be obsessed with sales. I don't disagree with John Garvin. He's entitled mm. to his opinion. And he clearly knows more about game development and writing than I do. Like, let's make that abundantly clear. But the game sold well, but it didn't get the critical performance. Are you sure that sales are the reason Days Gone 2 isn't happening? Hmm. I'm just and, 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 and There's look, another factor here. Is there, is there, look, are we applying? Let, like, we talked about this on the show. We, we give the full perspective. Let's be fair. Eric brought up the great point. We don't know. 
what the pitch looked like. We don't know what that looked like. We don't know what the organization was like, especially because if John Garvin wrote the entire thing, but then he left immediately after days gone, like, yeah, maybe the story wasn't up to snuff in terms of what they were pitching. Like Eric pointed that out and that's absolutely true, but I don't disagree with him that people should support devs in the most technical sense. I get it mathematically, but I think the anger here is a little misplaced. Yes. If your main or previous, because he no longer works for Sony, main mm-hmm. competitor also has a zombie game that sold well but did poorly critically. Mm-hmm. But the difference is they said, hey, you know what, Undead Labs? Maybe we didn't do so well by you. Let's bring you into the fold, give you more money, take another stab at it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bend is... I don't think anyone like, I mean, Jason knows, but no one else actually really knows what's going on there. I don't know. That, that, that's just, that's my issue with, it. I take, I take grievance with the idea that sales are the limiting factor here. I have a very big problem with that. <sighs> this is bad. Can I, can I, um, cause he, cause he actually tweeted about what he actually meant. Cause I think oh, too, let's get it. Let's get people, it. People. Cause I did, I did see a lot of, I didn't really reply to any of it. I just saw how it was kind of running. And I, I knew there was a lot of, I'm reading this headline and I'm off to the races stuff kind of going. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that I saw it. The interview happened like a, like a day or so prior. And all of a sudden I saw like, I saw one article with the headline. And all of a sudden I saw over the weekend, this traction picking up. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like with this interview, this comment or whatever. And I saw right. what it was. It's like people were kind of taking that one little thing and like right. running with it. And then of course, you know, that's all a fanboy needs to see is, a headline, and now we got console war, and the weekend's good. Let's get busy, right? So this is what he came back with, and he said, mm-hmm. uh, this is what I said. He said, if a game doesn't make money, it's probably not going to get a sequel. That's a financial, marketing, and business fact. I can't believe this is shocking news to some of you, he said. Mm-hmm. Also, I wasn't even talking about Days Gone. I haven't been at Ben's studio in two years. I told Jaffe I don't know what they're working on. I don't know the financials. I was talking about my personal experience about how piracy on the PSP hurt me financially. Mm-hmm. What I could have added is that anything that doesn't make money doesn't get supported. Vita, anyone? He goes, um, again, I have no knowledge of the financials here. It's just common sense. Have you seen a movie that you love, but <clears throat> that you love, but didn't pay to see? Then wonder why it never got a sequel. And he goes like on from there. Right. But um, when I, I heard a part of the, of, of the interview and I saw like some of the comments and some of that thing, and I just kind of, my initial reaction was, it almost sounded like something happened to him that pissed him off. Right. And I thought too, I said, now is this also a scenario where we all podcast, we all talk live. Sometimes when you're, when you're doing something, you have a reaction to something that's asked of you or something that you say, you may put a little bit more behind it, mm-hmm. but we also live in the kind of a world where someone says something a certain way. If you didn't say it perfectly, like scripted yeah. almost, it's like people take it and they go crazy with it. I'm like, a lot of you guys didn't have a football coach. <laughs> they used to call you all kinds of names and call mm-hmm. you all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, I digress. So I was like, maybe it's a little bit of all these things that's kind of going into this, but nobody's really seeing what the actual thing was. So yeah, mm-hmm. could he have said some things better? Yeah. You know, and I think when he put that fucking in there, it kind of put that in yeah. by day one. And that's what people were jumping on. And it's like, right. if he has a gripe, I see that as well. Right. But yeah, it's sort of like, you know, I kind of get where people were like upset with it. It's like, well, I can't afford to get by every game day one. How do I know if I love the game and this and this and that? And I'm kind of like, I'm not picking up on the guy kind of saying like, you know, you're a bum if you can't buy the game day one and this right. is all your fault. 
I think there's a lot of layers mm-hmm. to what is being said there. You know, uh, I mean, definitely appreciate the clarity, you know, as far as him, his uh, response after. I still have problems. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. And here's my thing. You know, at the end of the day, we are in, you know, a $70 era or whatever we want to call it from, from mm-hmm. the game prices. And, you know, we look at the situation, sadly, with, with Cyberpunk, right? And we're at this point where it's just like, you know, it, it's tough to to fully commit to a lot of these games sometimes that we really want to support the developer. We really want to show our love to it. But it's like we've seen time and time again where the game comes out in an unfinished state and it's almost a patch as you go. <laughs> we got you for the 70 and you're going to have to deal with it. Right. And it's nothing the consumer can do at that point. Right. You're at the mercy of the dev. So, again, I'm all for his statement at the core of supported developers. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong for that part. Right. I mm-hmm. feel what you say, AJ, because it's like, you know, we definitely want to support the games we love. But I can't get mad at a subset that says I'm waiting for the review or oh, yeah. I'm waiting because, you know, this game is appealing there's some games I feel that as gamers, we go, it don't matter what it do, day one, I'm in, right? And <laughs> right. then there's some games we go, I got to see a little more before I, you know, and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. And, and you know what my issue really became, EJ? It really wasn't him, right? My issue became with there's a, another, a certain group that I'm starting to see gain traction with if you don't buy your games, you are not a real gamer. If you um subscribe to a game pass or subscription service you're not supporting the dev you're not a real gamer and that part has to stop because like exactly like it's this classism and Mm -hmm. luckily this is a vocal minority on twitter and the rest of the world does not work like this right Mm -hmm. but you know to to sam's point we've seen the stories from the developers themselves say if it wasn't for game pass or if it wasn't for this service we wouldn't be able to fund and and have the stability we just had obsidian on they literally said the same thing it was just like you know private division it was a small modest budget they made it happen right but now with the microsoft bag now they can look at stability and the future going forward and i just don't understand when the devs themselves say this how gamers are taking this other approach to it and it's like again to me it's just the fanboyism and 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 trying to knock something that's not on their platform for competitive stake and mm-hmm. it's just annoying you know what i'm saying so bring it back to to, to, to our guy here look i'm always going to be on the side of the web i'm always pro that if, if you guys put in the hard work we definitely want to support but he just got to be careful you're right you know he may have been hot in the moment i get that you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day we, we got to be cognizant in this day and era with the price of these games you know we cannot knock a group that says hey i want to wait on sale and, and shout out to anchor man he had the tweet other day like you know how many games i've bought and i'm like oh wow oh this is in ps now i mean outriders wasn't something i had no interest in i was like i, I mean I was interested, but I'm like, I ain't $70 interested. Right. I'm going to wait. You know what I mean? And then Game Pass happens. I'm like, oh, yo, I'm definitely going to try it now. So that, that's all I'm saying. So it, it's just, man, what a week. <laughs> what a week. But, you know, but you know, also, Con, um, let's throw it back to, because we, we can make this the fanboy hour, because they, let's do it. they're responsible for this, too. Because how many times have you heard, mm-hmm. you know, well, I got this game 
Mm-hmm. And man, what's up with this game, man? I mean, mm-hmm. I think Outriders is sort of getting something of uh, I won't oh, say a pass. Oh, it's, getting, it's getting a little bit. No, you're right. Right. Because, because of, of the issues and right. it's in game. Oh, yeah, I agree. I right. Agree. But how many times have we paid for a game, it's messed up, it's jacked up, and you're, like, hot with it, and you have a dude run in, well, all games ship buggy. All games need to be fixed. All games need patches. And I'm like, all you need to do is get out of my damn timeline and shut up. You didn't pay for anything over here. Eric, you're wondering if it's right. right. No, I just want to back you up here because it's like whenever someone comes at me on Days Gone, I kind of feel personable. Personal. Mm -hmm. I can't even talk. It's the bourbon. Uh, What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Talking. Good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. stuff. Good stuff. All right. Um, but like, I kind of feel a particular way about Days Gone. I platinum that game two weeks after launch. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. So, no offense, but like, maybe this is the bourbon talking. But like, some of you people with Kratos as your avatar, like, no, I platinum this game years before you did. I bought this. I bought the collector's edition for one hundred thirty dollars. Mm. If you give me two minutes, I can go and find my statue of Deacon that I have. So like. Don't talk to oh, me. They got the receipts. Oh, I it, devs, and I feel very entitled Ooh. to tell you that the game was buggy at launch. Like that right. game was, which is why I didn't touch buggy it. At launch. I bought and, it. And look, and look, I'll give credit. Yes, you did, Eric, and I'll give credit. Like, let me give credit where credit is due. Ben stuck with it, and they supported that game, and it is a night and day difference. Days right. Gone today is a fantastic experience. Please, for the love of God, go play it on your PS5. I because am. it's way better there. It's oh, yes. way it's better great. there. I decided to wait until the PS5, but yeah, Ooh. you're right. They supported yep. that game, yep. which they, again makes it kind of weird. We're trying to figure out the Days Gone 2 thing, but yeah, that's why I said no. there's something there. There's something going on that we don't know. There, there's, I'm not, n- no discredit to Jason Schreier. There's still a piece of information that feels like, yeah, it's, n- mm. no question about that. Yeah. Um, but like, no, but you're right, like, Sam. But no, like, miss me with the whole support the devs nonsense. I get review codes for games and then buy the collector's edition anyway. I'm really sick and tired of this nonsense. Yeah, but you I can't even check games. those guys. You can't even check those guys because they got their trophies hidden. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, my, my, I mean, look, look, uh, my my PSN and my gamer tag are, and my Steam ID and my Origin ID are Dire Wolf four right. four. Go check me on anything I ever talk. I'm out about. there too, brother. I feel. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I'm not going to accept your frame request. No offense. It's just there's too many. <laughs> right. That's not that's nothing personal. But like, and like this this feels like a soapbox, and it's not a rant against any particular kind of fanboy. It's just this it. thing of like. We are supporting the devs, but one human being is only one human being. Mm-hmm. I again like and I, I appreciate you sharing the insight, Eric. I really do about mm-hmm. his tweet. Like maybe it wasn't referring to days gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe it really was. I don't know. Like, but right, I feel right. like let's let's allow the benefit of the doubt. Like the point is, okay, the game still sold several million copies yeah. mm-hmm. and evidently isn't getting a sequel. At the end of the day. Shout out to Ivan because he said mm-hmm. this on, on Multiverse, and I agree with him. It seems like critical reception is the more important thing Correct. for that. There is nothing wrong with that per se, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, yeah. I mean, Eric, it goes back to my conversation last week. I mm-hmm. don't think Sony's doomed. I have my eyebrow raised. It's my eyebrow. I, yeah, I, it, I, I, have, I have my. I have an eyebrow cocked up, going, right, right. huh. Right. Where is the bar here? Right. What, what right, is right. the bar for success? What right. does that look like? Shout out to Benji Sales. We've had yes. him on the show Absolutely. before. Most incredible dude. Mm-hmm. Fantastic dude. Most of this is going to go away the next time they show God of War. And I'm oh, speaking yeah, right, to myself. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, right. I'm going to be the guy busy spamming your timeline with gyps. Like, okay, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I get it. But, like, 
I think it's still okay to wonder yeah, about what's going on is. here. And, and shout out to Colin because he mentioned this on Sacred Symbols uh, mm-hmm. this past week. And he said the whole day's gone debacle isn't just on like Ben. He said it's on Sony as well. Yeah. Like for the way it's they mis- marketed that game and the way they put that game out, you know, the way it was. And because everybody's yeah. saying the same exact thing. It's a marketedly different game on PS5 than it was. Even, even PS4, PS4, than it was when it launched. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there probably is a bit of a correlation into how it reviewed. But at the same time, you sent out review copies that were like that. Right. So what do you expect? Right. Well, well, here's the thing. There's a lot of things that could go into this and everything else. I think a lot of why Days Gone 2 isn't happening is I don't think PlayStation necessarily has faith in Sony Ben to deliver. Let's face it, this is the company that delayed Days Gone 2 for six months, or Days Gone, sorry, uh, six months before its launch, and went, oh, it's done, we're just polishing. And then it launched in the state it was. That Mm kind of speaks volumes to me about where's your quality bar at, where's your head at as a studio. And when, you know, your leadership exits shortly after launching the game, or not shortly after launching the game, within a year, before we're into the next game cycle, it kind of, it makes you wonder. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, things are going to be the way they are. Um, I think these kind of comments from people like Garvin and everything else are going to be commonplace because I'm not going to say it's older Mm -hmm. game developers, but game developers have been in it for a long time. Some of them don't want to necessarily see change or are comfortable in the way things are and there's a certain way things are but at no point do i think you should discredit your consumer no matter what they paid for your Mm -hmm. game because at the end of the day they paid for your game if you want to get mad that sony put your game on playstation plus and people got to play it for in quotations free you can get mad about that if you want to but at the end of the day whether i paid five dollars for your game or sixty dollars for your game i put my dollar forward in value for your game. I invested in your game at some point. I bought Days Gone day one. I did the review. I had crashes. I had frame rate issues. I had a 40 hour in save corrupt fail. Mm. And, you know, that really, you know, shattered my opinion on that game. And then to see people go, oh, well, it wasn't even that bad at launch. People are over, over ramping how bad it was. I'm like, yeah, single-digit frame rates in the second camp were completely acceptable. Dudes, They're like, these dudes kill me with that. The yeah, no, was never punk too. Yeah. Oh, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know what you're playing. It's working fine for me. Yeah, I'm Thank good. You. I appreciate I'm good. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good. So it's like, yeah. congratulations. Not all of us were able to grab a 3080. Some of us, were <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but but that that's kind of where I'm at to kind of wrap it all up. You know. This Days Gone situation is what it is. Um, I kind of think it speaks volumes about Ross and Garvin. Is like we haven't really heard from them, and you know, Ross even indicated, you know, I'm kind of tied. My hands are tied when I can't talk about any of this really in depth. That I think that speaks volumes. Garvin was a yes. lot more unfiltered yeah. in his, but he, I don't think he has any interest in going back into the industry. Whereas Ross is kind of, you know. Biding his time, seeing where the cards fall kind of deal. But Garvin definitely seemed to be a lot more uh, blunt in his views. And I appreciate that. I want developers to, you know, whether it's Mike Rose saying, you know, uh, no more robots wouldn't be the publishing company it is without Xbox Game Pass, Mm -hmm. to John Garvin saying, fuck you if you don't buy my game at full price. I want developers (laughs) to feel comfortable 
in saying that because I love the fact that developers get to voice their pain. Because, like, you know, without people saying stuff like that or being open about that, we lose, like, the Joseph Ferris's. We okay. lose the Corey Barlogs and everything else. And, you know, I won't shit on someone for having an opinion, even if it differs from my own, mm -hmm. when it comes to that. And supporting games is important. It's just how we are supporting our games is a lot more different than it used to be. It used to be go out, buy the game, and that's that. Right. Like, even back a decade ago, like, I'm young, but I remember, like, when I was 17, when you went out and bought a game, you would not get it on sale for, like, a year, two years. Games did not go on sale. But now publishers are more willing. Like, you know, the biggest joke in games is, you know, when a Ubisoft game comes out that you like, you just go, ah, give it three months, I'll get it at 30. It's a meme, but it's literally something Ubisoft purposefully does to get more people on board. Yeah, and right. I don't I don't have a problem with that. 30 bucks is not yeah. to use the old adage, but 30 bucks is 30 bucks, guys. So when you're counting your pennies, you're counting yeah. your pennies. Yeah. But, let's not let's not shame people for their, you know, finances and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like, mm -hmm. you know, some people still have trade-in games. Like up until 2019 how how was i affording to review games that tick and stuff going into like 2018 and stuff i was literally buying a game reviewing it in a seven day period and then returning that game to get my full price value back on a disc protection mm -hmm. scratch warranty to get the next game so that i could afford to review multiple games in a row mm -hmm. because Sixty bucks is a lot to ask, and that's why I always get frustrated with people. Is everyone acts like throwing down sixty, seventy dollars isn't an investment? Like mm -hmm. for me now, like for Returnal, after taxes, Returnal cost me a hundred and two dollars. Oh yeah. Okay. A mm -hmm. hundred and two dollars for the standard edition of a game, and you're telling me that I should be ashamed if I decide <laughs> to wait for a sale yeah. later on. Fuck you, my money. I've got I've got kids, I've got weed, I've got Preach. a lot of stuff I've got to afford in my life. I'll so you, you know you. Mm -hmm. don't don't fight with people about how they spend their money. Preach but yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about how people spend their money. So, you know, the genre of the uh to quote uh Chris Reagan, the schluter. Um, <laughs> has become a uh, whole genre of video games that have enticed many. And I want to give full credit to Borderlands and the original Destiny for really kicking these off. I've killed Sam. I've officially killed Sam. And I feel so happy about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. So with the rise of games like Destiny and Destiny 2, and now we've gone into games like The Division, and now with most recently Outriders, a lot of these looter games struggle right out the gate. Rest in peace, Anthem. Some games recover, some games don't. And, you know, there seems to be a lot of formulaic issues that seem to happen within this genre of a lot of developers making the same mistakes. Now, game development's hard, but we're doing our best uh, Sunday uh, armchair quarterbacking here um, in terms of this. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of positive things to say about Outriders, and I got my gear wiped three days ago, and now I don't have a positive fucking thing to say. Um, <laughs> well, you butt naked outside the club, too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing, Kyle. You still... Still stripped. Bro, I'm butt naked, man. They took God, me, they, rob, they robbed me. I can't get in. I thought it was it's fixed. Bro, nah, not yet. Not yet. I'm checking Steve.
technical issues have played a lot into it, but also the biggest issue that has marred a lot of looter shooters, of course, is content. This is something that, you know, it's well documented that Destiny has struggled with, but it is worth knowing with Destiny, they've had some valiant returns, such with the Taken King and Forsaken, of fixing a lot of what players wanted and listening to their fans. Mm. Now, if you were approaching this from a new IP perspective, mm. what are you looking for in a looter shooter? And I think this is a great question to ask because a lot of different people are looking for different things when they approach these games. Like whether it's, you know, you want to be your next time sink and, you know, this is all you play, or you want to just be able to play it casually and still play with your friends a la Borderlands 3. So, you know, I'm going to pass this off to, you know, the king of Destiny, of course. <laughs> uh, so, Cog, for you, what is that factor? Because, you know, you've been a Destiny fan for so long. What is that factor that keeps you going home, so to speak, with them, with all the competition now at play? Well, with Destiny specifically, you know, obviously core gameplay mechanics and fun is always going to take precedence over everything. You know, do I enjoy the experience? Is is Does it feel good? The shooting, you know, the loot, you know, the, the grind and, and stuff like that. So that is always going to get me for Destiny. I want to actually give Outriders some credit first because initially coming in, you know, I always feel with the looter shooter genre, you have to really be transparent and you have to set realistic expectation. And mm. I think what people could fly did well is said, hey, we're a PvE only game. We're not a live service game. You know, they, they really set the bar as far as expectation. And I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I really, really enjoy the experience because, you know, I felt that the one thing that Destiny can learn from them is UI, quality of life, full customization, and let your base have fun. There's something to be said to have all these different type of configurations and customize things the way you want. Mm -hmm. And and such quality of life things that like, just simple things as an inventory, I can get all the greens away and eliminate, you know, get delete those at one shot. You know, if I'm on the map and one of my friends picks up loot and I'm not to need the treasure chest, I press down on my D-pad with the auto loot. And it's just so many good things. They really did their research on the mistakes. Mm -hmm. The game is fun where we get to the eventual issue, you know, is technically. And that, I don't know how they could have approached that better because one thing about live service games, obviously, you know, until you get that live environment with all those people in, that's kind of hard to predict. But <laughs> I do have one issue. And, and the issue I have is that, okay, things happen. I'm fair, you know? It's day, week one, if you're a looter shooter vet, Week one, you know, it's going to be some server issues. <laughs> you <laughs> right, know right. it's going to be broke. You know, so that comes with the territory. I'm a forgiving soul with that, right? But my issue is, okay, we have one of the most vicious and disrespectful inventory. Like, this is a looter shooter game, and you stole my loot that I worked for, right? Based mm -hmm. on this bug. Granted. Issue that I had, and I sent this to Bontis, and we went out because I called him the ambassador of Outriders because he's an ambassador. I always tease him, like he's in the corporate boardroom. I was like, <laughs> the issue that I have with it is that I don't want to hear about sandbox changes and what you're nerfing in week one when your community is suffering from a bug that will make them leave this game. I know people who are like, yo, I'm not coming back. They're like, Carl, you nice, you giving them a week to fix it. 
I'm done. I'm on wow. expedition tier, whatever, whatever. And I'm not. And it's a testament to the game that the game is so fun that I'm willing to give it. That's mm -hmm. how fun the loop is. But at the same time, it's like, come on out right now. In their defense, they've been transparent with what's going on. They're telling me, they say, hey, this is what we, we have a fix, but we waiting on the restoration. Great. Right. But if they don't get a hold of this soon, hopefully this week, this is my deadline this week, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that it's going to be a problem. It's going to be sad because I don't want this to be Anthem. <laughs> like, I, right. yeah, Sam, I came on this platform and bloviated about Anthem. And this is one of my biggest failures. Y'all can laugh at me because I thought this was going to be the one. And right. uh, granted, I played it on PC, so I had like this crazy, amazing experience and it looked beautiful. But, you know, it just goes to show you, they've got to get a hold of it. So, you know, I, I'm just staring at my man and my fruit of the looms and I try to log in. And the thing that's so disrespectful about it, EJ and Sam, it's so disrespectful. Like, not only are you naked in this game, they put you, they let you load in and run around in your boxes for about five seconds and they kick you out. It is yep. the most disrespectful <laughs> glitch I've ever seen. It's, it's wild. Because you know what's funny is when I was, I was playing with Sam and Nick, and I remember you guys said to you guys, I said, yo, I'm naked. And then my stuff popped, all my gear showed up. And I was like, I was naked for a minute there. Like, what was that about? So yes. that must have been the beginning mm -hmm. of what was about to start happening. Yes. Crazy, they, the, the bouncer gave you a five-minute warning. Yeah. You got the clothes on. You up out of here, Look, the worst part of that glitch, too, is I actually got to play it. Like, I actually got into my game butt naked and play it. The worst part of this bug is is my gun is invisible and it still shoots the gun I have. But the moment I go to switch that gun or reload said invisible gun, it boots me to the main menu. And I'm just like, what, what is going? So I tried to have mercy. I was like, I'll make a new character. You know what? I'll try a different class. Well, fucking three hours later, fucking no. butt naked again. No. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. They got you two times? <laughs> wow. See, this, wow. this is this they caught him sneaking in the back. Yeah. <laughs> like, run your clothes. <laughs> run your clothes. <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me those Adidas off your feet. Let's go. <laughs> wow. Yo, they they are, like Cox said, they got a deadline this week. They're about to hit a, a, a wall because the goodwill that they had established and, you know, going in the game pass. Um, and, and obviously, it didn't hurt on the PlayStation side because you had people that bought it and they were rolling, yeah. right? So imagine what they're feeling if they're having like, you know, but let's talk about the Game Pass side of it because that's typically, I mean, I can go down when a new game drops for PlayStation, I go down my friends, list, I see everybody playing that game, right? And I know the joke is, you know, you go on Xbox, Netflix, again, yeah. maybe, <laughs> Netflix. I saw legit almost most of my friends list playing Outriders. Outriders. It's not yeah. looking like that right now. Nope. It sparks again in between who's playing Outriders and who's not. Mm -hmm. That that Game Pass goodwill and that was the first thing that got you in. Then, like mm -hmm. you said, the gameplay loop because we were having a blast with oh, it. Oh, so fun! And Eric, so, we haven't we haven't squatted up in a while, and we right. were having a great time with that. So fun. We really were. We were like, "Yo, we're gonna get back on and do whatever." And you know why? The first time we tried to play, we it wouldn't let us. Mm. Remember, our game got we it, it was just not working, mm -hmm. right? So. They're gonna they're now like the game pass goodwill of people getting in is gonna be running out because mm -hmm. people are like, I don't give a damn if it's in game pass. This is not respecting my time anymore. And like mm -hmm. you said, Cog, this was the one I was looking forward to because 
I've throughout the generations, I've jumped in and out of Borderlands. I never Borderlands 3 was the first one I finished start to finish. Right. But the thing I liked about Borderlands, as I said, it's a game that I can still rock on solo. And then when my friends are available, we can get in, we can do whatever. And it's not like always like a level thing. And I know like you and I, we joke about like destiny, but mm -hmm. Sam will tell you, like, I love destiny. I want to be in destiny. I Top want three. to be a part of that, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like they look for me. Yeah. They I'm don't do a good job enough. on boarding on boarding. Right. If you fall too far behind. Right. You won't have a clue sometimes on what I should be doing first. And if it wasn't for a veteran player to Sherpa you, right. which shouldn't be the case. The game should hold your hand and say, Hey, you're the new light guy. This is what you should be doing. Continue. Yeah. I agree with you. Brother. No. And mm -hmm. that's it. And, and thankfully, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't done that. Even with that, even with Sherping, it's like, mm -hmm. I still get left behind because God forbid, like something happens and it's like a week I can't play because I'm busy doing whatever. Destiny's like, well, because even after a while, even the dudes who are dedicated, who are, it's a beautiful community who are like, yo, we want you to be here. Come, come on, come on. I've talked to you about this. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just yeah. like, but even after a while, even you guys are like, yeah, man, I've already, I've run this too many times or right. like it's, we're, we're moved on. We're waiting for mm -hmm. the next thing. Mm -hmm. And there's just no way for you to ever get caught up. To this day, I have never done a raid in Destiny. Oh, brother. Because I just... I'll fall yeah, behind. And like Stan said, we we did a good chunk there. I can't remember the gun that we got. Mm -hmm. And then we got it. The uh, it the like, werewolf. The werewolf was, was that the it? Halloween event. Yeah. Okay. We got it. And then a few yeah. weeks later, it was like it's not even at a level anymore where it's mm -hmm. really and I'm like setting. Yeah. So I was like, Destiny, everything about you, your gunplay, your I world, feel, your characters. I love every part of you. You just you just don't give it's like I keep calling you and you telling me like yeah, I was gonna call you back, but I've been busy. <laughs> I feel you, bro. But you're never too busy. If you really want me to be here, you shouldn't I be that you, busy. Brother. It's the same thing, right? So outriders, I'm like, yo, all right, we're gonna do the Borderlands thing. I can rock on this, you mm -hmm. know, I can get some work done, and then when my boys are ready or whoever, I can jump in with them. Mm -hmm. But now this is happening. It's sort of like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna run out of that goodwill. Facts. Yeah. Game pass or not. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. absolutely right. I, I don't have a lot to add to this conversation. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, but like, but I agree. Like, I was having fun with Outriders. I was rocking with Outriders. I have not been wiped because I haven't touched my character since I first started hearing the report. Exactly. Same I more. heard it. I, I was like, out, oh, oh, oh hell no. I was like, no, <laughs> exactly. we're getting like, out right, of here. Nope. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not touching it. I'm like, so in theory, when you resolve this, I should still be good. My mm -hmm. issue is. And, and like, and Outriders benefited from a lot of things. Game Pass is one of them. The fact that every other game under the sun got delayed is another. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. like, there's not a Perfect lot of launch. Yeah. You're about to run out of that road too. Around. Yeah. <laughs> we're about to run <laughs> right. out of that. Right. Like Returnal, whatever it is, is right around the corner. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, right oh. around the corner. Resident Evil Village, right around the corner. Deathloop got delayed, but like Ratchet and Clank is right around the corner. Like the Our drought village. is at least temporarily about to end. So like. Y'all, I have this window. I, I I understand people can fly. This is your first big one. I, right. I get it. Like I'm I'm sympathetic. And this game is probably bigger than they wanted it to be. I don't know if y'all y'all saw NPD. We didn't even oh. go over NPD as a topic, but like oh, what's it doing? What's it doing? Uh Game Pass evidently didn't hurt this game's sales on Xbox because mm. uh it ranked the same on Xbox and PlayStation. Really? Number three and number three. It's the okay. same spot on each platform. Wow. So like I don't know. Like, it seems like, you know, the whole Game Pass is helping game sales, not hurting them thing again. But, like, regardless of that, the point is, like, you have goodwill, but, yeah, you're running out. You yeah. need to you need to figure this out pretty darn soon. 
Mm-hmm. I was so they, according to their Twitter feed, you know, the early this week, we're Tuesday. I'm expecting Wednesday, tomorrow, Thursday. Like <laughs> the, we're getting past early this week now. So right, we, right. we need to get it I, done. Then yeah, good. It's good, Nick. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just tired of looking, loading into the game and looking like someone stole the Gucci's right off my feet. Like I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sick of it. Like, I, it, 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 like two characters. Like, Damn. here's the thing: is like I have this love hate relationship with looter shooters as a whole because mm. mechanically they're some of the most fun games there are. Like I played the original Destiny. I remember playing the I what was it, the open beta or the pre-release thing they did yeah. for it. And before I really understood what a looter shooter was, I was like, oh my god, this is Halo. Mm-hmm. This is Halo. This is what Halo should feel like. Mm-hmm. And I remember buying the original Destiny at launch and being like, oh my god, no, this isn't what Halo should be like. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, it's always interesting to watch these games from the outside. And I've tried to get into these games like Anthem. I tried to get into, and mm-hmm. it was such a cool concept and everything else. It was just handled in such a way of, it wasn't meant to be a looter shooter. It should have been what Outriders claims to be yes, a, yes. A, a, and a single player focused RPG or a co-op mm-hmm. RPG experience. Anthem would be a complete different game than it is now and like the story of destiny and destiny 2 is phenomenal i've played mm-hmm. enough of the games to play through this story and like the story in those games is phenomenal mm-hmm. it just it's just how it's handled i understand especially with destiny catering to a hardcore audience that's going to yeah. log into your game every day versus mm-hmm. catering to the person that might ditch you next week for Warzone. Right. I get, I absolutely understand in terms of building a player base. I just wish that a game could come out in the looter shooter genre that was enjoyed by the hardcore, but also easy to pick up and play. I think the Division 2 yeah. is the closest, yeah. but even then, I don't think it does enough for the hardcore audience to keep them checking back in yeah, on a regular that's, basis. That's what happened with them, yeah. 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 So it, it's a really it's a really hard balance, but like with Outriders, you know. It's on Game Pass, so I didn't pay money for it. If this wasn't on Game Pass and everybody paid full price for this, this would be a whole different conversation oh, right now yeah, for, sure. uh, for for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, you know, my Xbox Series X doesn't have a lot of hard drive space. Outriders has taken up a good chunk of hard drive space. You know, you, <laughs> you know, eventually I'm gonna get tired of looking looking at my naked dude with his Ooh. invisible gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm 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 getting pretty sick of it already. So hopefully they put it together. Maybe maybe this is Square Enix getting revenge on me for saying all their games were uh, just rehashed Final Fantasy copy pastes uh, a few episodes ago. Maybe this is revenge. They're like, hey. Fuck this guy specifically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and more than deservedly so. But there's so many games to play right now. I feel like it's super important that you hit the ground running with this. Like, yes. you know, even even with Destiny, you guys have the Guardian games going on mm-hmm. right now, which mm-hmm. kicks off a huge events for Destiny fans. There's going to be yeah. a ton of people that were probably playing Outriders. Outriders that slowly start the, and that's how the yeah. trend start. Yeah. 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 And it's like mm-hmm. Cox said, that messaging of, we have all this other stuff that's messed up, but we're gonna go ahead and nerf some guns yeah, and like, this is that. And it's like, yo, you don't even you have people that can't even get to the level that you're talking about to have this happen. Thank yeah. you, brother. I was like, all hands <laughs> on deck should be towards this fix. Right. Again, I know right. they're separate teams and I want to be respectful, but that that's the last thing the base wants to hear right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, 
Like, like, like the biggest thing too with like the Outrider stuff is like I understand like the challenges. Like I've read enough Bungie blog posts about the challenges of balancing PvP and PVE items and trying to find that perfect blend. That's really challenging. But what blows my mind is listening to Gearbox and uh, people can fly talk about balancing PVE. Who gives a shit? That was another reason why I was upset because it's like they got to be careful. You're nerfing things so early. It's like, look, at the end of the day, this is a finite PVE only game. You're going to get to the expeditions and that's it. So just let people have fun. So it's like now you're worried about this 5% of, you know, whether it be the Glads or whoever who have these extreme DPS builds. And it's like, but that's a small percent. The rest of the community hasn't even got there. And, so and it's, also, it's yeah. PBE. Who cares? Why? That's we, the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, we're, we're protecting the AI and the bots. Yeah. We're protecting the AI. If it's not an exploit, right? You people shouldn't be hearing that right now. Devastators right. are a little upset. They feel they're not on the you know the higher thing. It's like no one wants to hear that. That that's the what Bobby. I was like, it, it raised my eyebrow. Like I'm gonna say more. Like like I hope this ain't the thing. I'm a Destiny fan, and I know that I hope this ain't the the cadence that you guys are gonna do because mm-hmm. you got a good thing going. It's extremely fun. It's extremely addicting. Focus on the technical issues first. They got the crossplay now. Get this thing white, uh, the inventory wipe handled, and hopefully you get back on track. Then we can discuss all that other stuff. Not, yeah. Not yeah. First. yeah, yeah, and and I I think the biggest problem I had with it too is they intentionally when they nerfed everything, they nerfed everything that made it easier for solo players specifically. Yes. And I'm like, Rounds. well, well, screw you! I play video games at weird times. I have to play by myself a lot. Why mm-hmm. should I have to be like? That's the whole reason I went with the techno man. So I was like, I don't have a teammate, so mm-hmm. I have a turret. Have a turret. Oh yeah, I've got healing. I've got I've got all this stuff that'll help me do this solo. And they're like, Nah, you know what? We're nerfing you into the dirt, and we're stealing your shoes. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, did, they, did they beef up the AI as well? Because like I swear, like I went back in. I'm trying to think. I was like world tier seven, I think six or seven, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember what part I was in. But I'm like, the, all of a sudden, I have snipers, grenaders, and mortar guys all focused in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't want me to be around cover. I understand that. Dude, Jesus Christ, man. Right. It's like, yeah. I can't even yeah. do it. Like, I moved to this area. Bah, 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 bah. You know, it's like, it's true. It's like, yeah. it's like going into the wrong area and go to Tsushima. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, no, there was definitely an uptick after one of the patches of especially snipers because I got into one area. Yeah. And there was like two pieces of cover and I got like seven lasers pointed at me and I'm like, oh, oh God, oh God. I'm like, try and run for the one piece. It's just like, pfft, dead. And no, just they, they don't miss. They're like, look. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, they're yeah, they, they, they dead there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm like, yeah. man. I don't know what's all going those on. Sniper, all those snipers are the 12-year-old kids that were on Ridland playing Modern Warfare 2, playing <laughs> Gilly of the Mist. <laughs> and we're like, I can do this on Veteran without anyone detecting me. Those are those kids in AI mm-hmm. format. Well, they must have hired the Grenaders from uh, Uncharted when you played on Crushing. Because those <laughs> oh, guys were God. like very – they were like <laughs> – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, no. snowballs. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's brutal. It's punishing by yourself. And that's why it's so weird to me because, as Cog said, you know, in the marketing, they were so smart. They're like, we're not a looter shooter. We are an RPG. And when I think RPG, I think, you know, I can enjoy this game by mm -hmm. myself, not get Nathan Drake into yeah. another dimension with hand grenades. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Preach. I think yeah. if they want to balance anything, make it adaptive to how you're playing and who you're playing with like that's one of the brilliant things about certain games is like you know i'm playing with four people so they're like okay we're gonna give you four people's worth of enemies right. to deal with you're playing by yourself here's how you deal with it they could right. even go the if they wanted to they could go the ghost recon route and if you're not playing with people give you ai teammates of other classes right. to fill out your team like, if you, they're like, oh, so you're playing a Technomancer, we'll give you two other classes that are different from yours and AI teammates to help you up, res you, or whatever the case may be. That would even make sense to me. But just, it's it's so it's so weird. And it's just so weird that these games keep rolling out this way. And it's just, it feels mm -hmm. like the, no one has yet perfected the perfect launch. And I don't want to say perfect launch, because as you said, with the, yeah. with the servers and everything... You know, even Call of Duty, which comes out on the same goddamn week of every same year, mm -hmm. it, the first week is always, well, aren't these servers great? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, server stuff, I can always look aside. You know, especially if a game blows up way larger than people thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And Outriders definitely blew up in a way bigger way than uh, people can fly in Square Enix thought. So I hope they fix it. Yeah, Maybe they'll fix it. But, um Time is running out. Returnal is my next focus. So if they ain't got it fixed by then, bye-bye. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. right. But that that about wraps us up. That's a solid two, almost two and a half hours. Oh, you're uh, right. territory. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, no, no, no. That's, that's the wrong influence. That's the wrong influence. Let these men eat and get to their lives. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, but no. you know, you know what? Like we went long, but seriously, like this was good conversation. This is good. Oh, yeah, this, absolutely. This great conversation. Absolutely. This, mm -hmm. this isn't quite Jeremy four and a half hours on ILP um, territory, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll get to outros here. And we'll start, of course, with you. Uh, if no one knows where to find Lord Cognito at this point, uh, plug your socials and where you're from, my friend. <laughs> you already know, man. At Lord Cognito on Twitter, you already know. I'm at Iron Lords Podcast, also on Twitter. And um, Iron Lord Podcast YouTube every Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, the Lord's Day. Check us out, man. Got some great guests lined up. No one's spoiled it just yet, but uh, got some cool stuff, some cool people. And um, yeah, man, be on the lookout this week. Should be a fun week. And, you know, I'm doing my, as everyone's clowning me, I'm doing my podcast tour. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more i should be on and um again always a pleasure that you guys are a family you know each one of you i pretty much work with you on podcast and did something with you in some capacity always got to support and show love back man because these are discussions i love i really appreciate these kind of discussions so salute to you guys man this was fun and uh, of course lords of gaming.net man really appreciate it Thanks for the support and the opinion pieces and all that good stuff. And uh yeah man always a pleasure brother I try to get back when I can man you know without Absolutely. I'll always a great time having you on. And Sam, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Samuel Talbert. That's T-O-L-B-E-R-T. Uh, yeah, come yell at me about how I'm wrong. <laughs> a lot of people do. 
I'll ignore you. Uh, but, <laughs> but seriously, I enjoy discussing stuff. And uh, you can find, obviously, my long, long backlog of work at Windows Central, Android Central, and iMore. And then temporarily, I'm lending my news efforts over to the folks at Tech Radar. They need some nice. help or whatnot. Nice. So. nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, absolutely. Eric, where can people find you? Yeah, let me first say, Cog, always a pleasure, man. You already know. Twice this week, I, I got a, a podcast with you, bro. I have a bro. No, always, always a pleasure to be uh, on a podcast with you, man. Always love your perspective on things. So thanks for coming through. Likewise, bro. Um, yeah, other than that, find me on Twitter. You see Jackson with the next. And when I'm not here, Brad Podcast, Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock. Yeah, and make sure you tweet at Eric about how Returnal is going to flop. Um, <laughs> you shouldn't be excited. <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's the other one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I am your host, Nicholas Downey. You can find me on Twitter at Undead3XVI. You can find Gaming Perspective at Gaming Perspective on Twitter. Twitter. And uh, Friday uh, is set to roll out. I know I said last week I was going to roll some things out, but you know, uh, real struggle hours uh, sometimes. And sometimes we've got to power through some stuff and just roll with it. So this Friday, stay tuned. Some big announcements coming in terms of what's uh, coming next. So appreciate everyone that uh, checked in and appreciate those that reached out to me over the past uh, week and a bit. It's been a struggle, but we are here. We're talking about games. We're having a good time. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. So appreciate you guys tuning in. You can catch Gaming Perspective Podcast every Tuesday night at roughly 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll catch you guys next week with another fantastic show. So Stay safe and...